Super Talk Mississippi media production. Running a business is tough. If you're struggling with HR benefits and payroll, you're not alone. Many businesses just don't have the resources to keep up. That's where MWG Employer Services comes in. We provide a full range of employer services with everything from payroll to benefits to HR services and compliance and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. We're a Mississippi-based company that can help you focus on what you do best, growing your business. Call MWG Employer Services today at 601-206-7966 or go to MWG Employer Services You're listening to Sports Talk Mississippi On Demand, presented by Pearl River Resort. Escape to Choctaw, Mississippi and enjoy world-class gaming, the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, and Geyser Falls Water Park. Escape to Pearl River Resort. To the junction, in the grove, and to the top. This, this is Sports Talk Mississippi. On your radio and in the game. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi. You know, sometimes you're only half right. Only half right. 70 and sunny is what I say for opening day. We got half of that. We didn't get the 70. But we got the sunny for opening day. Welcome to the start of the college baseball season 2022. Richard Cross, Michael Borky, Brian Haydad, thanks for being with us. This is Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalktv.com. Glad to be with you on this Friday afternoon. This is one of those days where we're kind of all over the place. There's some, some Mississippi State stations that aren't with us right now. Some old Miss stations that are with us for a little while, and then they'll bail for baseball. you got Southern Miss baseball coming up this afternoon at 4 o'clock as well, but we will continue. And if you want to stick with the show when you lose coverage, you can always get us uh, for free on the Super Talk Live app. You can listen on demand at supertalk.fm, and you can go back and get it via a podcast if you would like. Plenty of baseball coming your way this afternoon as we come to you from the Pearl River Resort Studios Visit PearlRiverResort.com. Pearl River Resort, the home of the sportsbook at Timeout Lounge. Mississippi State and Long Beach State, well, it is a pitcher's duel in Starkville. Scoreless with two outs in the bottom of the fifth inning. Both starting pitchers have been outstanding. Landon Sims, 11 strikeouts in his season debut as a weekend starter. That dog will hunt. And uh starter for... Uh, uh, Long Beach State has been really good today as well. So that is a um, that is a massive understatement. It's what you just gave. Yes, well, from... um, the 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 line for Mississippi State is no runs, no hits, and no errors in the game. Yeah, Long it's Be- a, it's a he's a he's thrown a perfect game through four and two. So turns. he's thrown a perfect game. So the game right now that he's pitching is a perfect game. Is, is what you're saying? Game. So Long Beach has no errors. And Mississippi State has no hits, and, and no nobody has reached base to this point. Is what you are saying? That's what I'm saying. Okay. So you're trying you're trying to do the old jinxaru over the radio. Well, I, I, you know, this is how my mind works, right? He's pitching a great game, all that stuff. I cannot stop looking at his shoes, and really not his shoes. It's more of his ankles. So this yeah. guy has done. Well, he's something wearing slacks with his pants. What are you doing, dude? So, for those of you that haven't watched it yet, and you're actually listening to us, his pants do not have, like, elastic elastic at the bottom. Yeah. Yes. And they don't cover his ankles. So, he's got flapping. The bottom of his pants are just kind of flapping in the breeze, and they don't cover his ankles, and it's distracting me. I can't even watch him pitch. 
Luis Ramirez has been outstanding today. I don't know if those are pants with no elastic or if he just cut them above the elastic. So the uniforms for Long Beach, by the way, are hideous. Um, it, they are. Kind of, they are softball, beer league softball uh, uniforms. They, they are. Um, is is that kind of a shade of maroon or a brown? Or that black Long Beach? Yeah, those are black, black, aren't they? Okay, black they and gold. Black. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, okay. So all black uniforms with gold trim on them, black pants, black top. I, you know, I'm not real big on monochrome on baseball uniforms anyway when it's a dark color. But regardless, they're clipped about two inches above the ankles. He has the gold socks and old school stirrups on. And, uh, you know, regardless of what he's wearing, he's been masterful. They do have somebody, Long Beach State does, up in the bullpen despite – Ramirez sitting at just 53 pitches in the uh, in the game so far. Landon Sims for Mississippi State, five innings, three hits, 11 strikeouts, no walks. Oh. He is, uh, walks. He has thrown 57 pitches. Porky, you did it. Clark, tell him Clark just got, just got to drew a walk. I did it. You, you didn't end the no hitter, but the uh, the perfect the no game still... is over. Now it's just a no hitter. It's not a perfect game anymore. It's just a no hitter so at this point. What you're saying is you yes. Mississippi State <laughs> has not gotten a hit yet. <laughs> is what you're saying? Yes, that's what. I'm saying. Scoreless game in Starkville in the bottom of the fifth <clears throat> inning, and it is cold. It was low mid 40s. Wind is blowing in from left field, so very much different wind pattern than when we were there in Starkville yesterday. It's cold in Oxford as well. Mid-40s, not a cloud in the sky, beautiful day, and um, a little bit warmer, like upper 40s, maybe low 50s in Hattiesburg, where they've got a uh, four, cl- uh, 4 o'clock first pitch coming up for um, Southern Miss's season opener as well. So a lot of baseball coming your way this afternoon. There's some other stuff going on today as well. The idea of a 12-team college football playoff before the end of the current contract is dead. Officially dead. They are not going to talk about it anymore in terms of extending before the existing contract. And boy, oh boy, did Greg Sankey have some things to say today. We will read you his quotes to Ross Dellinger share those with you coming up in just a little while. Uh, he is both 100% right and frustratingly so. Yeah. Because I believe him. Yeah. I believe him, and that sucks for the sport as a whole. Great for his league, though. Everything that Greg Sankey said today was truthful. There may have been some sarcasm dripping as he said the things that he said, but more than sarcasm... There were there was truth in there. And there were no threats. There's nothing veiled. But he also took some shots at people who had been clamoring for this <laughs> and claim everything we're doing is in the name of creating opportunities for student athletes. And he said, Well, not really. That's really not what you're doing by choosing to shut this down. So we will get into that with you this afternoon. Uh, there is one final already today involving an SEC baseball team as Alabama, no, I'm sorry, Auburn and Oklahoma got the college baseball showdown started in Arlington. 
and it was um, Oklahoma getting the win, three to nothing. That was a scoreless game. What through seven innings, and ultimately Auburn came up on the uh, the short end of the stick. Oklahoma was the home team in the ball game. Let's see when they scored their runs. I've got the thought I had all the bright box scores pulled up, but I may not have had that one. This guy, I tell you. Uh, what me? No, I'm just messing with you. Yes, but yes. Oklahoma scored two runs in the bottom of the seventh, one run in the bottom of the eighth. Auburn was held to no runs on three hits. Oklahoma had three runs on four hits in the game, and they got the win three to nothing. Hayden Mullins took the loss for Auburn in the uh, in the season opener. So that's how uh, it began for uh, for SEC teams today. Final there in Arlington. Georgia is leading Albany 4-2 to in the bottom of the eighth inning. Xavier has taken an early lead over Alabama. Illinois State leading over Arkansas 1-0. to That's in the top of the first inning. And then a bunch of games that get started at uh, 4 o'clock or later. Charleston Southern Ole Miss first pitch at 4. Oklahoma State and Vanderbilt, one of just two top 25 matchups in the country on this opening weekend. The other is in Starkville. Number 7, Oklahoma State at number 3, Vandy. First pitch for that game is at 4.30. 5.30 tonight in Gainesville, you've got Liberty and number 9 Florida. Missouri and Nichols will play at 6. Maine and LSU and Baton Rouge at 6.30. And Fordham and Texas A&M will play tonight at 6.30 in College Station as well. So that's what the uh, the opening day lineup looks like for the uh, for the SEC. And then, of course, North Alabama and Southern Miss will get started at 4 o'clock this afternoon. Ben Etheridge, the uh, starting pitcher for Southern Miss today. You've got familiar names in the lineup. And now, now, there's some new faces for Southern Miss, but you got a bunch of familiar names in the lineup. It's on the mound after Ben Etheridge where you don't have as many familiar names. Gabe Montenegro, who is in his 17th year in Hattiesburg, will bat first and play center field. Then it's Dustin Dickerson at short, Danny Lynch at third, Christopher Sargent at first, Charlie Fisher DHing. Reese Ewing in left field, Will McGillis at second base, Slade Wilkes in right field, Blake Johnson catching, and again, Ben Etheridge on the mound. So that's uh, that's what you're going with. If you are curious about Ole Miss's lineup today, uh, only one new face in the starting nine today for the Rebels. Derek Diamond getting the start on the mound. Peyton Chatagnier leading off and playing second base. Justin Bench, the center fielder. Then Jacob Gonzalez batting third and playing short. Tim Elko, the cleanup hitter at first base. Kevin Graham batting fifth in left field. T.J. McCants gets the start in right field and will bat sixth. Kemp Alderman, who by all accounts has had a really good fall and a really good spring, and if he plays well, that's a big boon for the Ole Miss lineup because he can hit it 362 miles, and it looks effortless when he does it. Uh, Hayden Dunhurst. Give or take a mile, I'm sure. Give or take. So Alderman batting seventh is the DH. Dunhurst catching and batting eighth. And Reagan Burford getting the start today at third base. That's the only new face in the uh, in the lineup for Ole Miss. Right-handed hitter batting in the nine hole and playing third. Uh, they like him a lot. So that uh, kind of gets us started as we go through this first hour. Big conversation with John Cohen that Hey Dad and I had Yesterday in Starkville with the Athletics Director at Mississippi State. That's coming up in the 4 o'clock hour. College football fix, Food Friday, and a few other things. All coming your way on Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm 
and supertalktv.com in the Pearl River Resort Studios. From the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving you in Ridgeland on 51 North and in Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive. Crossgates, just call them at 601-605-4443 for all of your glass needs. Hey, we're looking good so far this afternoon. Just some after-school traffic, usual delays in those areas. Keep your speeds down as you pass through school zones. Buckle up and drive safe. This update brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop, proudly serving the Metro since 1946. Call Smith Brothers 601-353-5217. America's been thunderstruck by the all-new 2022 Outlander at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. Get high style without the high price. Plus, an industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Drive one today, starting at $26,095. Get up to $3,500 over book value for the trip. During the spring sales event at Ridgeland Mitsubishi, get thunderstruck. MSRP based on Outlander ESQWD. Price terms and vehicle availability may vary. Important restrictions and rules apply to retailer for limited warranty and more details. Offer ends 331 Madison Cellars, proud to be a sponsor of SEC Sports. They're your headquarters for all your wines and spirits. From special party needs to picking up that favorite bottle of wine for dinner, it's all at Madison Cellars Premium Wine and Spirits. Highway 51 at Madison Station Shopping Center. When your gears aren't doing exactly what they need to do, Coleman Taylor Transmission is the one for you. With 60 years in business, our professional ASC certified technicians at Coleman Taylor Transmission have the experience and training to provide automatic transmission repairs, rebuilds, transmission flushes, and much, much more. And ask about our free towing and free diagnostics as well. Call 601-355-8526. 601-355-8526. Or online at ColemanTaylorJacksonMS.com. That's ColemanTaylorJacksonMS.com. Family. They're definitely family in that clinic. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry is just that, a family. It was just, and every time I go in, it's just like, they're so nice, and they just, they're just so compassionate. It seems silly to say that it was a pleasure, but it really was. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, 772 Lake Harbor Drive in Richland, 601-607-7876. Anytime you play sports, accidents can happen. And your next play should be Mississippi Sports Medicine Urgent Ortho Care. Our subspecialized surgeons and staff are ready to take care of your injury and get you back to peak performance. Open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 in Jackson, 8 to 7 in Flowood in Madison, and Saturday, 8 to 2 in Madison. Any injury, any sport, Mississippi Sports Medicine Urgent Ortho Care gets you back in the game. Your window tent headquarters at Auto Trim Designs on Highway 80 in Pearl is now also your best source for the lasting protection of Expel paint protection film. Your car is too precious to fail to protect it from bugs, rocks, and road debris. For more info, go to autotrimdesigns.com. Where Mississippi comes to talk. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays here on Super Talk Mississippi. You're hearing Sports Talk Mississippi. What? What? This is so awesome. On Super Talk Mississippi. Back with you on this Friday afternoon on Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalktv.com. It's a bunch of scores and kind of setting the table. What's up, guys? How are you on a 
on a Friday? I'm good. I'm good. I'm sitting here. It's weird, right? I, I'm just sitting here watching baseball and talking to my friends Richard and Michael. So it's not, it's not, it's no different than like if I was just hanging out. So I'm enjoying myself. I'm I'm ready for baseball. Looking forward to this weekend, obviously, and getting out to the ballpark uh, tomorrow and uh, and Sunday. Uh, but beyond that, man, yeah. Did you what just a time say to be you alive. were having fun? Because you need to be what? really careful about having fun when it oh. comes to baseball. I want you to have this rant, and then I got something to tag on at the end of it. So you you just go, friend. Go ahead. You, you want me to set it up and then you take off? Well, let's set it up and then play it. How's that? Uh, real quick reminder, I, I don't remember. He didn't use any bad language in this, right? He just, nah, uh, I don't he just think so. speaks nah. like, a, no. like an angry old fart here. Now, you just use bad language. Great job. <laughs> Dave Van Horn is the head baseball coach of the Arkansas Razorbacks. He has been incredibly successful at multiple places in his career. Took uh, Nebraska to multiple College World Series appearances, was one out away from winning the College World Series uh, a few years ago, but didn't. Did not. That's got to sting. Uh, number one overall seed last year, uh, eliminated by NC State in Fayetteville, uh, NC State got to the College World Series. The Arkansas Razorbacks did not. But one of the things that Dave Van Horn values is playing the game of baseball the right way. And if you follow Arkansas baseball Twitter, which is kind of like Vol Twitter or Michigan Twitter, I mean, it's out there a little bit. Especially after their series last year with Ole Miss, there was a lot of talk, a lot of talk about playing baseball the right way. There is a level of decorum that is mandatory, not just necessary, but mandatory if you are going to play college baseball. Dave Van Horn talked a little bit more about this yesterday. Yeah, I mean, I've talked to our team about that, about when we play other teams. You know, there's a lot of, you know, an old word, shenanigans going on in the dugouts and a lot of stuff that... Yeah, I don't think it have really has a place in in baseball. Maybe other sports. Um, you know, it's it's one thing to, to get excited and cheer for your own team, and uh, that's that's part of it. Uh, but 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 as far as rah rah and getting on the other team and acting the way some teams do, hey, if that's what they do, that's what they do. They run their own program, but. You know, example in our league, I, I don't. I mean, I don't think Florida's good. They're like us. We respect each other. O'Sullivan and I. You know, our comments are when we're we just play each other. We just play baseball. And there's there's some teams that um, it's a little different. And uh, I appreciate him saying that. I feel like that's kind of his style too. And I think we need more of that. I think it's uh, that's just the way this game's supposed to be played. You don't you don't play once a week for 14 weeks or whatever you you get after it three and four times a week for 14 13 14 weeks and then you got playoffs and um there's a time to maybe let them go a little bit and i've done that in the past when other teams are out of control and maybe it's not going good for us i'll say hey uh i'm gonna turn my head right now you guys can get after them if you want to because i've had enough and uh that happened one time in conference last year after the first game of the year when it got a little chirpy and mouthy and about how great they were, and we won the next two games. So bottom line, whatever. So I appreciate that, and that's why I like playing them because we're just going to play baseball. 
try to get better. Dave Van Horn. By the way, uh, the game that he was referring to was the SEC opener last year against Alabama. Alabama beat them 16-1 to in the SEC opener. And then Arkansas backsided that series because you remember they won every single weekend in SEC play last year. Ten straight. Really, really hard to do. That was a bunch of hypocritical. You're you're salivating. I'm gonna I'm gonna be easy today. It's been it's been a long day already. Um, That was a bunch of hypocritical nonsense, though. My my dad and look, I am not the man my dad is. My dad is a wonderful man. I probably disappoint him daily. He is as principled uh-huh. of a man as you can be, and he used to say the phrase that a lot of people say is "character is not about what you do when other people are watching." And he used to always tell me, especially in sports, you act the way you act, and only you can control how you act, and do not let anybody else and what they do affect how you do things. What's right is right, and what you do should be what's right, regardless of what anybody else does. And here this guy is, talking about other teams doing it the wrong way. And we do it the right way here at Arkansas. And bringing Kevin O'Sullivan into that is hysterical. (laughs) That's my biggest concern with this, is the Kevin O'Sullivan. but One of the biggest smack talkers there is. In college baseball, and that's they being generous, um, it, but but to say that you do things the right way, and to call out other teams for the way they act, and then say in the same minute and forty seven seconds, well, when they do it, I turn my my head around and let my players do it too. Hmm. You hypocrite! Yeah, that's what you are. That that that's what that statement is. Well, when they do it, we do it too. That's not character. That's hypocrisy. Is is what that is. On top of the fact that your team constantly bat flips. I, I mean, I've been to games where Arkansas is playing. His dugouts chirping the whole freaking game, just like everybody else's. Maybe they don't do the bow and arrows and all that goofy stuff that has infiltrated college baseball. And a lot of it's probably going a little too far. But when your guys do it, and your guys bat flip, and your guys talk, and then you say yourself, I turn my head when the other team does it, you're a hypocrite who's wearing a cartoon pig on your shirt. And by the way, when fans walk into your game, they get to go see a real live pig in a cage outside. There's cheerleaders on the dugout. What are you talking about? The whole thing, it was laced with hypocrisy and... Just complete nonsense. Baseball's supposed to be fun. Your players have fun. So why is it wrong when other players have fun, too? Also, Borky, what's the name of that restaurant you like with the mozzarella sticks and the stuff on the wall? Oh, you mean shenanigans? (gasps) Yes. Yes, I love the word shenanigans so much. (laughs) Nothing says grumpy old man like shenanigans. (laughs) If I hear that somebody's complaining about shenanigans, I know that they have grayer hair than me. You uh, you said you wanted to tag on to the end of Borky's well, thoughts? I, the, the O'Sullivan thing is it's just incredible to me. It's like somebody complaining about the health crisis in this country and saying, you know, when I go eat with Brian Haydad, we always have a salad. It's 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 incredible that anybody would look in the, in the eye and say that Kevin O'Sullivan is a model citizen over there in the dugout. 
Um, so I don't love the whole every time you get a double, you dance at second base. But whatever. Right? I mean, they're having fun. There's actually something that he said in there that, to me, kind of flies in the face of, uh, of what he said. He's like, we don't play just one game a week, you know, 14 times a year. We're playing three, four, five games a week. Isn't that all the more reason that you need to kind of loosen up a little bit? Yeah, You're little playing fun, yeah. four or five games a week. You can't just grind it out and not have fun. I, I get he's saying, look, you got to just be workman like get too high every single game, but come on, man. Come on, enjoy it a little bit. Enjoy it a little bit. Dave Van Horn is as good a baseball coach as there is in college baseball. He just is. And he's proven it with the results. The only thing, you know, Dave Van Horn in a lot of ways, just like Mississippi State was as a program prior to last season, the only thing, only thing missing from his resume is a national championship. Maybe they get that, maybe they don't. But they've got really talented teams. It's an incredible fan base. But, yeah, I, I think you're probably onto something with hypocrisy being the biggest word. And you just kind of take yourself more seriously than you got to, man. I mean, wasn't Dave Van Horn still the head coach at Arkansas when the catcher for the Razorbacks, Brian... Oh, oh, yeah. When he had his come apart in Oxford? Yeah, it happened. That wasn't fun, though. That, But it, but it was shenanigans. It was, it was shenanigans, shenanigans. But that's not playing the game the right way. No. Because they played the game the right way in Arkansas. Oh, and he went out and defended that, remember? Uh-huh. Yeah. An umpire got an earful on that day, buddy. Do, do you remember last year the former Arkansas Razorback Dominic Ficicello? Yep who went on a bit of a Twitter rampage about Arkansas doing it the right way, only to be immediately bombarded with as big a bat flip as you will ever see in college baseball. Oh, but it's not the same. Just stop. Just enjoy the game. Just enjoy it. The Dean's List with Janice Dean. A man from Wyoming being hailed as a neighborhood hero makes today's Dean's List. A mom and her kids were asleep in their Jamestown house when a fire erupted in their home. Ryan Passberg was running late for work when he smelled smoke and saw flames coming from their bedroom window. He decided to pull into the driveway where he saw a young girl and two boys leaving. The children told him their mom and four-year-old brother were still inside. Through thick smoke, Ryan crawled on his hands and knees until he found a small child grabbed him and brought him outside. He put the kids in the truck to keep them warm and then found their mom inside, badly burned and struggling to breathe. After bringing her outside, he performed CPR until she suddenly gasped for air. The sheriff of the town says he has never seen such an incredible display of bravery from a stranger. Not only that, but Ryan then bought clothes and necessities for the family while they stay at their grandmother's house. Ryan Passport, you are an incredible hero. Janice Dean, Fox News.
It's Alyssa Arbuckle, and you're listening to Super Top Mississippi News. The Mississippi Department of Education released that Mississippi is seeing the highest graduation rates for high school students for the 2020 to 2021 school year. The graduation rate has reached a high of 88.4% with a low dropout rate of 8.5%. Governor Tate Reeves commented on the news on Twitter and attributed the success to the teachers themselves during his recent State of the State address. The crowning achievement of Mississippi's ride through the pandemic and the recession, our educators. It is the most basic promise a state government makes to its people. We tell every young parent, we will be your partner in educating your child. Together, we will make sure that if they work hard, they will learn what they need to learn. Since 2014, graduation rates and dropout rates have improved consistently, and Reeves expects this trend to continue in years to come. Join me, Gerard Gibbard, and Super Talk Mississippi Live from MEC's Capital Day on Thursday, March the 3rd at the Mississippi Trademark. MEC Capital Day will feature legislative updates from elected officials, legislators, and business leaders so that you can find out what's happening in our state. To register, go to MEC.MS. That's MEC.MS. This is Jake Mangum. Some call me the mayor. No player wins any game by themselves. It takes a team. So if you want excellent customer service and competitive insurance rates, you need to go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau, just like I did. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. You know that nowadays, most people go online to look at a business before they spend their money. But what if the online information about your business is incorrect, or even worse, not very flattering? If your online presence isn't great, you may be losing customers. Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital's trusted and highly trained team is the answer. We're ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. Check this out. Sports Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi. Top of the seventh inning in Starkville, Long Beach, Mississippi State. Top 25 matchup at Duty Noble. Still scoreless. Been a well pitched game by uh, by both of these teams. Uh, Long Beach State, no runs, four hits, no errors, three men left on base. Mississippi State, hitless through six innings, they have stranded two in the ball game. Um, but a couple of new faces today in the lineup. Hey, Dad, for uh, for Mississippi State with the the second baseman Jaeger drawing mm-hmm. the start, and then also Hines, uh, the DH. Hunter Hines, yeah, yeah. is that right? Hunter Hines, uh, he's a true freshman from uh, Madison Central High School, a guy that they had a lot of very, very high hopes for uh, in the future. They expect to see him play a little first base this year as well. Maybe they're in the midweek when Luke Hancock you know, could spell uh, Logan Tanner behind the plate. And then R.J. Yeager is the transfer from Mercer, uh, hit over 300 last year and uh, double-digit home runs. Uh, has pretty much been – you knew he was going to be the second baseman for this team. I was a little surprised to see him leading off. 
But yeah, a, a good transfer addition for the Bulldogs. There are um, there are a couple of things to me that are really encouraging if you're a Mississippi State fan. One, Landon Sims is pitching into the seventh inning today. Yeah, would never have predicted that. Would not have. But you know why? Once in ten pitch innings. His because pitch count is, he just threw his 66th pitch. I would say his first pitch of the seventh inning was the 66th of the afternoon. 11 strikeouts included. So he has now thrown 68 pitches in the game, and 55 of those 68 pitches have been strikes. Pretty good. That is, that, that's how you go 100 to 15 strikeouts a walk a year ago. He just fills it up. And hasn't shown a lot of the slider today. It's been a heavy, heavy, heavy dose of fastballs. Yeah. And, and really, chase. Yeah, and, and I mean, well, but it, it's been swing and miss stuff. It hasn't even been chase stuff. Yeah, yeah. And as opposed to using that wipeout slider as a swing and miss pitch, he's kind of worked up with the fastball and, and tried to kind of elevate it and get those swings and misses. Regardless, it has uh, it has worked out well for uh, for Landon Sims. All right. College football playoff expansion is dead. Here's what Greg Sankey said to Ross Dellinger at Sports Illustrated. Tells SI now that the league now has to, quote, rethink, close quote, its position on college football playoff expansion. Does that mean his conference might no longer support a 12-team playoff? It could. Yeah, Greg Sankey says. Which we've been talking about that for, what, three weeks now? Yeah. After that last meeting where they got nothing done, I feel like nobody picked up on that. We did because we talked about it with two different athletics directors. And neither Keith Carter nor John Cohen went far down that road But they recognized what Greg Sankey said and the tone with which he said it. There's strikeout number 12 for Landon Sims. So listen to just kind of all of this. Greg Sankey, for all the clamor about wanting to think about student-athletes, there are a 1,000 student-athletes each year on eight teams who could have participated in the playoffs. On the other hand, we, the SEC, didn't need more teams. Those who voted against the latest expansion were the ones clamoring for it just three years ago. If that isn't the definition of mixed signals, I don't know what the definition might be. Ross Dellinger asked Greg Sankey if he viewed this as a favor. I'm sorry, as a failure. Sankey, quote, I've got five teams in eight years that have won championships. Three different teams in the last three years. So we're fine. Why would I call failure about something that we are exceedingly good at achieving at a high level? If we can't make the decision now around a format that was widely acclaimed as innovative and creative and met a wide variety of needs, we're all going to have to go back and rethink that. The outcome hasn't been a healthy representation of decision-making. Part of collaboration is we have to give, adjust, be willing to step out. The presidents provided a clear message. 
this is important, get back together and get it done. Yet, when we gathered, there was no alteration of position. And so here we are. He also points out that unlike some leagues, unanimity was not necessary in the SEC. Sankey reiterated that the SEC's 14 members were not unanimous in their support of a 12-team model. He said, we don't need that. Others do. We have to rethink formats, a wholesale evaluation of our position. Wow. All right, time it on that in just a second. There's a run on the board. Long Beach State just got a solo home run mm-hmm. to take a one nothing lead. Fifth hit of the game for Long Beach. That's the in first the top hard of the hit ball of the game for either team. But that, that one puts them up, one nothing. Yep. Okay. So, that is, a, that is a lot to unpack there from Greg Sankey. Can you blame him? I wouldn't. Uh, nobody you has gotta be been frustrated. Yeah. I said this on Twitter earlier. Nobody has benefited more from the fourteen playoff, and nobody will benefit more from it continuing to be a fourteen playoff moving forward than the SEC. The SEC has gotten richer. The SEC has gotten deeper. The SEC has gotten more talented, and more teams want to join it. I mean, the 14 playoff has been beautiful for the SEC and bad for basically everybody else, not name the Big Ten, because they've had a pretty easy time getting teams in. It's only two. Oh, no, they got Michigan State in as well. So the Big Ten's gotten three. They're doing okay. Ohio State's competitive. Michigan just got in. Big Ten's probably feeling themselves. They got a big TV contract that's coming. But everybody else, I mean, tell me this, Borky. Who do you think from the ACC? Because Greg Saint, or um, Jim Phillips told us that his league doesn't believe this is the right time and the right way to go about it. So who do you think in the ACC is against this? Clemson. Oh. No, I, I completely with that. disagree with that. You think Clemson's against playoff? What was the question? Who's against? Who's asking, who is against in, in terms of the schools in the ACC, who is against the idea of expansion? Because Jim Phillips, their conference commissioner, said, you know, as a league, we don't believe this is the right thing. Because you know Clemson's for it. You know Florida State is for it. You know Miami's for it. Is I can't, you know Wake Forest is after this past year. I can't think, help but think that maybe the commissioner of the ACC is not representing his constituents in a fair way. But then wouldn't they speak out against it? Well, I mean, not, not if you wanted it desperately. They'd, 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 they'd do something behind the scenes. There's, there's only, I think at this point, one potential thing going on behind the scenes by, from the ACC. And I can't help but think they are so severely overplaying their hand that it's going to end up really, really hurting them. I think, and this is with a little bit of background and some other people that have added to this, I think the ACC looks at the the revenue gap between itself and its terrible TV deal where the SEC currently is, where the Big Ten currently is, and where those two leagues are headed, where that gap is going to almost double. And they are trying to force the hand of Notre Dame to join the ACC 
so that they can then go back to their TV partners and say, we got Notre Dame. We got to redo this contract. Fascinating twist to that. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is the Big Ten not currently negotiating with NBC? And CBS and Fox and ESPN. You know what? Mm-hmm. N- where NBC would prefer Notre Dame play? Mm-hmm. So, by the way, they have a... No, no. Very- what NBC wants is to have either a lead-in to their Notre Dame game with a Big mm-hmm. Ten game, mm-hmm. or Notre Dame has an early game, and then they roll a Big Ten game right behind it. And so instead of having a three-and-a-half-hour window on Saturday, they've now got a seven-hour window on Saturday of college football. And they're currently, of course, in partnership with Notre Dame. Exactly. What, what an incredible self-own this is from the ACC in particular, because, you know what? I haven't been around all that long, but in my lifetime, I can't remember an ACC season that was less relevant than this one. They had no national profile. They had no meaningful games, really. After Clemson lost its second game early in the season, they didn't play a meaningful football game this season after Clemson's second loss. They could not have been more irrelevant than they were this year. And they're choosing to keep the system, which made them irrelevant because Clemson lost a couple of games. You want to be a part of the conversation, you can join us on the ceasefire text line, 601-879-4395. Again, 601-879-4395. Let ceasefire handle the managed IT services so you can focus on your business. Learn more at ceasefirebusiness.com. We're back right after this. I'm Billy Kinder, host of Big Billy Kinder Outdoors. Here, the show Saturdays at 1, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Turkeys, whitetail, Grenada Lake crappie, or Gulfport redfish. We enjoy it all, especially when you're in camp with us on Super Talk Mississippi. Keeping you up to date with news, weather, and politics that affect you and your family. Up to the minute reports on air and always online at supertalk.fm. Your statewide news network, Super Talk Mississippi News, at supertalk.fm. I'm Ashley DeBorkin with the Fox Celebrity Profile with the cast of the new Amazon Prime video comedy, I Want You Back, led by Jenny Slate and Charlie Day. They play a scheming dream duo as strangers who meet after getting dumped, then team up to break up their exes. And these two know what makes a great rom-com. You gotta have the rom, but you also need the com. You do need that com, though. Yeah, Yeah. that's a big part of it. Yep, 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 yep. Co-stars include Scott Eastwood, Clark Bacco, Manny Jacinto, and Gina Rodriguez. A good rom-com makes you laugh, makes you cry, makes you feel related to, gives you a moment of like, oh, that happened to me. And then like kind of trajects you into like a space of hopefulness. And their movie is here for Valentine's Day. You like Valentine's Day? Not. I like Valentine's Day. You're a big Valentine's Day I'm a romantic, yeah. I like a lot of flowers. I like some milk chocolate. Uh I like a date. Love some French kissing. All right. Ashley DeVorkin, Fox News. From the coast to the delta and all points in between, the stories of your Mississippi, all 82 counties, are heard here with Super Talk Mississippi News. What happens? Why does it happen? And how will it affect you, your family, and your bottom line? From the capital to your county, we bring you the most important stories from all across the state. Stay here and stay informed. Super Talk Mississippi News. 
online at supertalk.fm. Fox on set. The owner of a self-driving truck business hopes his company can help ease the country's truck driver shortage. The company Gaddick doesn't directly deliver to customers' homes. Instead, it uses driverless trucks to deliver groceries and other items from distribution centers to retail locations. The CEO, Gautam Narung, says the company already has a program with Walmart. So uh, what we're doing in Arkansas with Walmart is operating two of our autonomous box trucks on a 7.1 mile long route um, in a repeated and daily fashion. So what we what we do is uh, move these online grocery orders from one of Walmart's dark store, which is their micro fulfillment center, and move these orders to uh, a nearby retail location where Walmart's end consumer can go and do a curbside pickup. The company operates a fleet of about 25 autonomous trucks. They also have a pilot program with Walmarts in Louisiana. With Fox on Tech, I'm John Saucier, Fox News. Before the action begins, make sure your bets are in. Every hit. This ball is crushed. Every point. Who they give it to? Sportsbook at Golden Moon Casino revolutionizes the fan experience. On your phone, casino kiosk at the timeout lounge. Don't just be a fan, be a player, be a winner. Get to Sportsbook at Golden Moon Casino. We're not just fans, we're here to play. Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi. All summer and fall, you've heard our Food Fridays presented by our friends at Polk's Meat. With the temps starting to fall, maybe you're slowing down on grilling. But that's no reason to slow down on the delicious meats from Polk's. Whether it's ham or smoked sausage, whether it's gumbo, jambalaya, or a big breakfast spread, make sure it's Polk's. Why? You know why. Because picky people pick Polk's. From the birthplace of America's music, this is Super Talk Mississippi. Streaming live 24-7 at supertalk.fm. Mm, from the flatlands of Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi. Every minute worth waiting for. Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad, I have for you your first That's Baseball of the year. Yeah. When your pitching line is seven innings, five hits, one earned run, 13 strikeouts, no walks, 81 pitches, 62 strikes... And you can be the loser, but you cannot be the winner. Well, that, that's that baseball. baseball. 100%. Parker Stinnett, now on the mound for Mississippi State. Bulldogs trailing one nothing to Long Beach State in the season opener. Top of the eighth inning in Starkville. It's like a big crowd in the outfield and pretty good crowd in the grandstands. I mean, not completely full in the grandstands, Yeah, but, man, it looks cold in the shade. You, you can tell. You can tell, yeah. Yeah. To, to underscore what we already know, but that crowd that's there today for 2 o'clock start on a Friday afternoon in the middle of February, when it's in the shade, what is it, in the 40s? Yes. How many yeah. programs in college baseball in a three-game series on the weekend would not have a crowd combined to be this size? The overwhelming majority. I mean, it's all but, what, 10? Maybe stretch it out to 15? Yeah. Yeah, you're probably, you know, 15, 20 at the most. 
I mean, what? They're, I, I haven't been able to like get a legit crowd shot, but there are probably 7,000 actual people there today. Do you agree so, with yeah. that, hey, Dad? Yeah, like I said, haven't had a, a real good panorama yet, but yes. Now, and it my, seems pretty packed up, well, relatively speaking. Yeah, and, and my guess is that's kind of what it's going to look like in Oxford today. Like, early in the game, there will be a big crowd. Students are going to be packed into right field like sardines because it's in the sun. And so even though it's cold, yeah, you're in the sun. It's not that bad. And then once the sun goes down, that may look like a bit of a busted anthill with wait. people scurrying to uh, to warmer locales. Wait, you guys said the library has the game on? All right, see you there. Let's go. <laughs> I'm good. Uh, there'll be a good crowd in left field. And then the in the stands, in the stadium, there'll be a good crowd. It'll just be scattered because it'll be freezing in there. Tomorrow, though, hey, both places, it's going to be, be nice. excellent. It's going to be good tomorrow. <laughs> it's going to be good tomorrow. You're exactly right. So It's good uh, today. I mean, this is, you know, Long Beach is good, but this is Long Beach State and Charleston Southern. With all due respect to the dirtbags who have a good team in Charleston Southern who has who a are couple, winning. Yeah. Who are winning. Uh, Charleston Southern's got a couple Mississippi guys and, of course, the former uh, Ole Miss staff member coaching the team now. So there's a little little something. But it's not like this is Arkansas who not cannot have fun. <laughs> I bet it's cold in Fayetteville today. I haven't even pulled up the temperature, but I bet it's cold at Mom Stadium today as, uh, as well. Hey, so coming up in the 4 o'clock hour, we have an extended conversation with John Cohen. Athletics director at Mississippi State. I mean, we. Hey, Dad, is there anything we didn't cover with him yesterday? A lot of talk about facilities. We got a lot of talk. Um, how he's evaluating basketball on both the men's and women's side. Uh, some big picture college athletics topics. There was a um, covered a lot of ground. Am I missing anything? Not that I can remember. Yeah, it feels like. Anything you need to ask an athletic director, we got there. Yeah, we're so entering that time of season, by the way. And I know you guys didn't go this far with him because you know change hasn't uh, happened yet. But uh, I got a DM asking me what I thought about Furman's coach and would he be a candidate for Mississippi State. So we're in that that season where fans are asking about you know replacements. Yeah. Well, I mean. It's not entirely surprising, is it? No. Especially no. when Furman went to Starkville and played as well as they did. Mm-hmm. It's easy to be like, wait, that guy can coach? At Southern Conference players at a school that doesn't get – it's a tough academic school to get into, mm-hmm. and they don't really give breaks to athletes there? He's an impressive guy. I remember spent about half an hour on the phone with him before that ball game, and uh, he was impressive. Very – pretty no-nonsense also. Yeah. Always has fun teams, good shooters, competitive always. I mean, with big programs that they play too, always competitive. Beat Louisville this year, had a shot to beat State. Like, literally had a shot that would have gone in, would have beaten Mississippi State this year. Yeah. Yeah. And until recently have had awful facilities. Awful facilities. It's not great either. Uh. In the SEC, Oklahoma beat Auburn 3-0. Georgia beat Albany 4-2. Xavier leading Alabama 2-1 in the fourth. 
Illinois State up 2-0 on Arkansas in the third. Kentucky leading 3-2 over Jacksonville State. That is in the third inning. Also in the third inning, South Carolina up 3-1 on UNC Greensboro. Georgia Southern and Tennessee uh, scoreless in the third inning. And in Starkville, top of the eighth, Long Beach State 1, Mississippi State nothing. Ole Miss and Charleston Southern will have started their game with when we return. Conversation with John Cohen will dominate the 4 o'clock hour when we come back. Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalktv.com in the Pearl River Resort Studios. America's music. This is Super Talk Mississippi, streaming live 24-7 at supertalk.fm. I'm Mary Corsetti. The White House on Friday accused Russia of being responsible for recent cyber attacks targeting Ukraine's defense ministry and major banks. This as the possibility of invasion into Ukraine and a new deal with Iran is affecting gas prices around the U.S. The possibility that we'd reach another nuclear deal and free up some Iranian oil, driving the price down, although it's recovered somewhat on uh, Ukraine concerns. Of course, gas prices has continued to inch up. Democrats have suggested suspending the gasoline tax. Fox's Jeff Flock. Meanwhile, the U.S. Senate has temporarily fixed a funding issue that is threatening to shut down the government. The Senate voted 65 to 27 to approve an emergency spending bill that keeps the federal lights on until March 11th. It's the third interim spending bill since fall. Congress was supposed to approve government funding by last October 1st. Fox's Chad Pergram. America is listening to Fox News. Fox on tap. The owner of a self-driving truck business hopes his company can help ease the country's truck driver shortage. The company Gaddick doesn't directly deliver to customers' homes. Instead, it uses driverless trucks to deliver groceries and other items from distribution centers to retail locations. The CEO, Gautam Narung, says the company already has a program with Walmart. So uh, what we're doing in Arkansas with Walmart is operating two of our autonomous box trucks on a 7.1 mile long route um, in a repeated and daily fashion. So what we what we do is uh, move these online grocery orders from one of Walmart's dark store, which is their micro fulfillment center, and move these orders to uh, a nearby retail location where Walmart's end consumer can go and do a curbside pickup. The company operates a fleet of about 25 autonomous trucks. They also have a pilot program with Walmarts in Louisiana. With Fox on Tech, I'm John Saucier, Fox News. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Whether or not the House and Senate are able to come together on a tax relief plan remains to be seen. Both chambers are talking and crunching numbers. House Speaker Pro Temp Jason White explained that the Senate is assuming the state will take in $6.4 billion next year. Well, we're taking in over seven this year. We're on track to be at about 7.1, which is what we took in last year. And for some inexplicable reason, they want to take a presumption in, in formulating and looking at our tax plan and their tax plan. We're just going to always take in 6.4. And so they've run all these numbers based on 6.4. Well, 
That's fine. What are you going to do with this six or seven hundred billion that's laying over here in the corner every year? The House plan would phase out the state income tax over time. The Senate plan would eliminate the four percent bracket over four years. For more details on the differences between both plans, you can log on to supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett. I would like to share some news with you today. Mississippi Industries for the Blind has cleaning chemicals and products to keep your business or even your home clean and safe. Our U.S.-made cleaning products are safe, user-friendly, and come with no harsh chemical odors, just a clean, fresh scent. There's no waste with these pre-measured packs. They're a great way to help your bottom line. Would you like to know more? Please contact MIB at sales at msblind.org. Dear Mississippi, it's our great honor to serve as your physicians. It's from that sense of service that we ask that you help protect all Mississippians and our loved ones by getting vaccinated. Vaccines are safe and reliable and even effective against the Delta variant. Getting vaccinated helps protect our children, supports our health care workers in their efforts, and helps save lives. We understand that you may have questions. Please reach out to your primary care physician for answers. College baseball season is officially upon us, and ticket sales for both Ole Miss and Mississippi State have skyrocketed. Going into the weekend series versus Long Beach State, the Bulldogs had already sold over 13,000 season tickets. That's about 4,000 to 5,000 more season tickets than the program had ever sold before. On the other hand, Ole Miss saw a copious amount of students camping out to get their season tickets. Rebels head coach Mike Bianco explains. It is different level, and there's there's nothing like this. There's nothing like this in the country. Search far and wide. Uh, there's programs that have nice stadiums and programs that draw well, but but nobody has uh, students camping out. Uh, and literally, you know, hundreds of kids last night camped out. You know, like some some rock concert to get tickets. The Rebels are battling the Buccaneers of Charleston Southern this weekend, while the defending national champions in Mississippi State will conclude their series on Sunday at 1 p.m. For more Mississippi news, go to supertalk.fm. I'm J.T. Mitchell. Nobody covers the Magnolia State like Supertalk. Supertalk Mississippi News is your source for all things Mississippi. Stay here and hear the stories that matter. Supertalk Mississippi News. Online at supertalk.fm. Prime Shrimp is a proud sponsor of Tasty Tuesday on Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Go to PrimeShrimp.com to get pre-seasoned, easy-to-cook shrimp delivered straight to your door. Here in Seaspire Country, the best network anywhere is all around you. It's up on our towers, where blazing fast 5G is turning your smartphone into a superphone. It's under your feet, where we lay gigabit fiber to make the internet faster than you've ever seen. It's powering your phones, feeds, tablets, TVs, and businesses. So now the best technology anywhere is right here. Welcome to Seaspire Country. It's just like the rest of the country, only a few steps ahead. The Magnolia State to the world. You're listening to Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi at supertalk.fm. Super Talk Mississippi. Introducing to you Sports Talk Mississippi. Four o'clock hour with you, Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. Oh, please, oh, please, oh, please let it be true. Hey, Dad, Ole Miss just rolled out on a Friday in pinstripes instead of a red jersey. (laughs) 
You know how I am about uniforms. Oh, my goodness. Let that be a thing, please. Let it be a thing. Hey, Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalktv.com. We're coming to you in the Pearl River Resort studio. Uh, i got a conversation with Mississippi State Athletics Director John Cohen coming up in just a moment. Mississippi State, by the way, got to get the offense going in baseball. They're down 3 to nothing, headed into the bottom of the eighth inning. All guests appear on the Farm Bureau phone line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team at Mississippi Farm Bureau. Here's our chat with John Cohen. Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalktv.com. We are on the campus of Mississippi State inside the Bryan Building and joined by John Cohen. Normally, guests would appear on the Farm Bureau phone line, but we get to do this one uh, in person. Always good to see you. Appreciate you uh, taking a few minutes uh, with us this afternoon. My pleasure. I was thinking driving in today, and, and, and I'm kind of struck by this every time I pull onto campus, what it must be like for you, thinking back to when you were a player and then when you came here in 2006, how much things have changed, how different it looks when you pull on campus. Well, you know, I, <laughs> it's, it's from, I think a lot of folks my age can, can relate to that question. You drive up, you're right. There was a time where you could see cattle. <laughs> there was a time where you could smell cattle. There was a, a time where, you know, the, many of the buildings on our campus might not have matched architecturally. Um, there was a time where our campus wasn't as, as clean and as, um, as beautiful as it is now. And that, that's really the, the, due to the hard work of Dr. Mark Keenum and, and several others. This campus is, is beautiful. Um, there's, a, uh, there's a very consistent type of building um, on our campus, and it, it really flows in a much different way. So, yeah, stepping on this campus... Um, driving on and seeing Duty Noble, seeing the football stadium, seeing all the buildings on our campus, especially the the new ones. It, it's a different look. It's a different feel. And we're awfully proud of what we've been able to accomplish. And, you know, it's a little crazy because it, it's rare because normally when I'm here it's for athletic events. So it's rare that I've been into kind of the heart of campus, which has got a different feel to it. But the athletic complex kind of serves as the front door to the university. It does. Depending on which way you come in, I suppose. It does. It's, it's extremely convenient for our fans. I, um, you know, there, there's so many facilities around the country that are off campus, uh, and the fans really don't get that on-campus feel as well as the student body. But we're re- really proud of the facilities we have, and we, we think they serve us well. We're definitely always uh, trying to improve them. Um, we're going to do some work to the, the west side of our football stadium, obviously improvements to to Duty Noble. We're going to build a really nice facility over at softball, a dressing room, hitting facility in softball brand new uh, indoor tennis facility um, so always you know trying to to add and, and make the student athlete experience a little bit better and of course with facilities right now we know that sort of the next thing on the list is the Humphrey Coliseum a major renovation plan for that when you look around the conference you know I've been to the pavilion and the Auburn arena brand new arenas what made renovating the hump make more sense than building an entire new arena yeah I, I think at one point we, we discussed you know, starting from scratch. But every architect we talked to made the comment that our seating bowl was not just good, but as, as good as anywhere in the entire country. And what they kept telling us is you, you can, you know, demolition the entire building, but you're probably going to want to rebuild that seating bowl exactly the way it is. What we don't have are great amenities around the concourse area. Um, we don't have a great view in, a great walk-in experience. 
Um, certainly, uh, things like bathrooms and concession areas, we want to improve those. We really don't have a premium opportunity now other than some floor seats uh, for many of our fans who enjoy that experience. And we're going to be able to accommodate all those things. So I, um, I'm really excited about this project. Uh, you know, $50 million-plus um, renovation. And I, I think when folks walk in the building, they're going to they're going to see and feel a, a different facility. What's the level of trepidation when you talk about a construction project in the, the, the climate that we're in right now where, you know, lumber costs are two or three times what they were and steel costs are up and PVC pipe. Like, everything costs more. So you go into it thinking it's a $38 million project or a $50 million project, but you don't really know where you're going to end up. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, the, the whole supply chain issue that we have, it, it really doesn't affect you until it affects you. Yeah. And that's, that's a concern to us because we want to stay on schedule. Uh, we are very, very confident that all the materials, the steel, the wood, everything that we're going to need, uh, we're going to be able to get get, on, get those materials on time and be able to complete this project in a timely manner. Going to have to work around our season, our 22-23 basketball season. I was going to say, what's the timeline? We, we will have to do that. But I, I think within 14 months, 15 months, we'll be very, very close to having the first phase completed. So basketball season ends this year and you start almost immediately? Start immediately. You know, they'll start putting up the temporary fencing to keep folks out. Uh, they'll begin working on a brand new road outside of the Coliseum um, that will eliminate the road that's very close to it right now. Um, and that, that's a safety measure, but also gives us an opportunity to have um, a gathering area for fans outside uh, the Humphrey Coliseum and Duty Noble. So you mentioned a second ago enhancements to Duty Noble. I, I don't know if you know this, but you just built it a couple of years ago, and it's really, really good. Yeah. What are you going to do to make it better? Well, you know, we just put in a ribbon board, and, and we built a, a brand-new weight room facility. What's really interesting is the majority of those dollars, the vast majority of those dollars, were given back by Mississippi State baseball players, former players. So, um, and I hate to use former because I, you know after your last year's experience, you realize that it's not a former to it. Once you're a part of this place, you're always a part of this place. And and those guys are, are big leaguers. A lot of our former players have kicked down a lot. Uh, financially for, for our baseball program to continue to grow. And, John, that's a little unique. I mean, there, there have been studies out there about former athletes at schools. They they are there for their scholarship time. They play, and then they go on with the rest of their life, and they don't really give anything back regardless of how successful they are. So that's kind of a big deal to be able to build those relationships. Yeah, you, you know what's amazing? I've always said this. Everywhere I've ever been, the – it's never the, it hasn't been in the past the majority of student athletes who, who have done the lion's share of giving. What's incredible is if you look at student managers have an incredible history no matter where you go. Student trainers, student managers, those guys who were, worked their fingers to the bone when they were students. Um, those guys go out and they're really successful and, and they give back. But we've been very fortunate. We've had a lot of student athletes give back football basketball, baseball, um, and many other sports. And I think it says a lot about Mississippi State. You mentioned football a second ago. You said the west side upper deck. I would have thought the first thought would have been the south end zone. What's going on in the west side upper deck? Well, you know, the the end zone's a little bit of a blank slate for us other than, of course, the, the field house. 
Um, and we're going to get to work on that. The west side, of course, is one of the oldest structures in college football. So we've got to address some issues there. We want to modernize some things on that side. We want to make it a little bit, a lot more fan-friendly, to be completely honest with you. So we want to work on that area. You know, upper decks, you just kind of wonder about the future of upper decks. How can we make that more attractive to our fans? What can we do? What are what are the, the things that are special to Mississippi State that we can do with our facilities at football to make it more Mississippi State oriented? So we, we have some brilliant plans by some just outstanding engineers and architects that, that we feel like are, are, are really going to blow our fans away. Not ready to throw that out just yet exactly what it is, but really excited about the opportunities in front of us. Is so, the upper deck goes away? <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think the upper deck goes away, but okay. I think there's some really creative things we can do with it. Is that the next scenario for, for stadium building is maybe lower the seating capacity to have that more premium experience? Well, there's a reason. You look at major metropolitan areas that have NFL franchises. They don't have 100,000-seat stadiums. There's a reason for that. Um, what the NFL's done a great job of is really making almost every seat a premium-oriented seat, right? So um, that's kind of the direction that I think it's headed. Um, when you're asking people to drive great distances and you're asking people to not watch on television to make that special trip, um, you, you've got to do some things. And we're committed to, to making sure that their experience in our ballparks is, is top-notch. So, we touched on basketball. We touched on football. I ask you timeline on basketball. What about football? I mean, is that a like in the next two or three years thing? Is it in the next eighteen yeah, months thing? I I really believe we will be able to do some noticeable things before this football season starts. Oh, really? We're working on that right now. Um, I I really believe that we're probably maybe two seasons away from. Uh, again, some huge renovations to the west side, and then the south end zone is probably a probably around five years away uh, because that's that's going to be a, a major issue. Over in football right now, though, we're installing two brand-new um, video boards. Um, you Believe it or not, our first video board was installed 10 years ago. Yeah. So those guys, those things don't have very long shelf lives. Um, they're Dactronics boards. They'll be state-of-the-art. Ribbon boards going all the way around the facility. They actually work. That actually give beneficial in- information that all of our fans can have, and all of it's integrated. So, because of Dactronics having the entire contract, all of that will be integrated and handled in one specific area. And again, I, I just think it'll be much more fan friendly than it's ever been. know that nowadays more people are cutting the cord, ditching traditional cable and satellite television, and instead just streaming everything. With Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital's over-the-top advertising, you can get your business seen on streaming TV. Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital's highly trained and trusted team can show you how your ad dollars can go further to reach a more targeted audience. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. 
I'm Chad Pergram with the Speaker's Lobby. There's a room in the U.S. Capitol now named after the first black member of the House of Representatives. The House dedicated the room after Congressman Joseph Rainey, a Republican congressman from South Carolina, first elected in 1870 to succeed a lawmaker who resigned. Rainey was born into slavery. His father was a barber and purchased his freedom. He served four terms in Congress, and his first major speech came in 1871 in favor of the Ku Klux Klan Act. It was a bill to expand federal law enforcement powers in the South. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, Majority Whip Jim Clyburn, and Minority Whip Steve Scalise took part in the ceremony. The rainy room on the first floor of the Capitol now bears a portrait of the congressman and a plaque. The House Committee on Indian Affairs used the room in Rainey's time, a panel in which he served. The room is now used by Scalise's staff. He didn't just come up here to hold the title, said Scalise. He came up here to make a difference. Rainey was the second African-American member of Congress. The first black member overall was Senator Hiram Revels of Mississippi. With the Speaker's Lobby, Chad Pergram, Fox News. You know that nowadays, most people go online to look at a business before they spend their money. But what if the online information about your business is incorrect, or even worse, not very flattering? If your online presence isn't great, you may be losing customers. Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital's trusted and highly trained team is the answer. We're ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. This is House Call for Health. February is National Teen Dating Violence Awareness and Prevention Month, an effort to make sure teens can have productive lives without violence or fear. Teen dating violence comes in different forms, physical assault, stalking, emotional abuse, harassment, or controlling behavior, among others. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention says more than 8% of high school students in the U.S. have reported physical or sexual dating violence over a span of one year. Survivors experience depression, a risk of suicide, substance abuse, eating disorders, and other struggles, as well as an increased risk of being victimized again as an adult. President Biden releasing a proclamation for the month saying his administration is committed to supporting programs proven to help preteens and teens develop safe and healthy relationships. Information on the programs can be found at vetoviolence.cdc.gov. Or for more health news, go to foxnewshealth.com. House Call for Health. I'm Lisa Brady, Fox News. Place of America's music. This is Super Talk Mississippi, streaming live 24-7 at supertalk.fm. To Sports Talk Mississippi. Are you ready? On the Super Talk app, supertalk.fm, and always on your local Super Talk Mississippi station. So when you talk about all these facilities, obviously there is a great need for donors to give. But some of this is possible because of this massive amount of money that's coming from the conference every year. We get the, I mean, you've known for a while, we get the official release this week, but 56 or so million dollars. And we know that that number is going to go up again in a couple of years. I mean, it went up $10 million this year without the new TV contract. Where does this thing end up? That I think that's a great question. But I, but I also know that this SEC footprint, it continues to grow. And, of course, with expansion of the league, with Oklahoma and Texas, it expands even more. Uh, does it does it expand even beyond that? Who knows? Uh, I think we, what we have learned post-COVID is that things are going to change. The only thing we can count on is a lot of change. Um, and we'll, we'll just keep moving forward. I think, you know, we, we're so blessed to be in the Southeastern Conference, and you're right. The um, 
the revenue that, that's created by our league is astounding. And what I've loved so much about our league is every school contributes in a different way, in a different group of sports, um, and, and it just makes this league so powerful, so exciting to, to be a part of. But, yes, financially, um, we're, we're, we're very fortunate that the leadership in the league, led by Greg Sankey, has done a remarkable job allowing us to have the funding to build some of the best facilities in the country. Back with John Cohen, Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalktv.com. Great to be with you. Kind of talking all things Mississippi State Athletics. We're going to look at some of the national stuff that's going on as well. Uh, baseball season beginning. So much excitement around this program. Was the tweet of 13,000 season tickets sold? Was that a misprint? No. No, I, actually. That's insane. Okay, how much is that up year over year? 5,000? Probably a little bit more than that. Um, just so so many people want to be involved. Congratulations, and, by the way, on leading the country in attendance this year. <laughs> Thank you. You know, we just had a discussion about that. You know, the discussion in baseball around our league and, and really throughout the country has always been paid versus actual. You know, your Tuesday night at yeah. forty six degrees that that can change your you know thirteen thousand. <laughs> yeah, for uh, for Mississippi State and Alcorn State on a Tuesday night. Yeah, sure, paid yeah. paid attendance. <laughs> But uh, yeah, we're awfully proud of that, and and you know we're gonna we'll have some special moments this spring with that, and our kids get to defend a national championship, and um, I, I think it, it really is a groundswell of support. And you say that there's always been support for Mississippi State baseball, but the national championship I think really jump started the program again. All right, so you used a word that I would push back on. You, you said defend a national championship, and I've just argued in the past that you're really not defending anything. You you want it. You're the reigning national champs, but but I'm I'm genuinely curious: is that a mindset as a coach or as an athletic director where you want them going out and defending that title, or do you just say, "Look, last year was last year; go be you this year." You know what? You sound a lot like an English major. You're getting into semantics here. Um, I, I like so much it. smarter than me. I'm I, just throwing it. He out. gives me so much trouble every show. It's no, just I ridiculous. Like that. I mean, I like playing the semantics game. You're absolutely right. There's nothing. To defend, you have to go out there and attack it every day. If you're not on offense, you're on defense. We won't. We don't want to be on defense. We want to be on offense, and I think that's been the message that uh, Chris Lamonis has had with our, our club. And um, yeah, I, I I fully expect those guys. You know, there there's, you know, one of the things that that happened recently, well, actually this fall, that I think is really interesting. You go in and you know you have national championship rings and you keep honoring the team. But you're honoring a team, many of those kids didn't win a national championship. Yeah. And they're still getting honored. And as a former coach, that doesn't bother me, but it concerns me a little bit. Because, you know, you want your kids to... You know, I, listen, uh, Leah Beasley's office right next door, and she does a great job uh, with all of our external stuff. And I remember when I was a baseball coach at 15, we had a bad year. And she said, hey, you guys going to be honored at halftime? I said, uh, you know... In, in the fall after we, we had a really poor season in 15, the fall of 15, I said, no. She goes, no, 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 we, we honor all of our teams at a TV time. I'm like, no, you're not going to honor this team. Yeah. She said, are you kidding me? I'm like, no, we're not going to honor a team that just had a, a horrible year. We're going to walk on that football field when we win championships. If we win the SEC, if we win regionals, if, if we uh, win, get, go to Omaha, that's worthy of being on that football field. And I don't say that to be prideful, and I don't say that, say that to be disrespectful, because all of our kids deserve to be recognized. But we do have some kids in that baseball program 
who haven't won a national championship, who haven't won a game, who haven't thrown a strike, who hasn't got, gotten a hit yet. And I know our coaching staff does such a great job of making sure that that group is really hungry because they are going to have a target on their back. There's no question about that. That being said, you know, this opening weekend coming up, the, the stencils out there on the outfield wall, the, the specter of the national championship is going to hang over this weekend, even though it's the start of a new season. You're a former coach. How do you get a team to, to not worry about what, what the past was and start focusing on the future when everybody in the stadium is going to be thinking about it? Yeah, and, and how about this? We're playing Long Beach State, guys. Mm-hmm. Pretty I mean, good team. In the top 25. I just I couldn't help myself. I had to look at their arms. Uh, Jake Gotro was. I bet if I go in your office right now, there's a full <laughs> scouting report on the desk. And I I looked at the arms. They have real arms. I mean, they they could, that's a team that can not only come and beat us. They they come in and win the series. They could sweep us if we don't play well. And and I, I give a lot of credit to Chris because that's the type of scheduling that gets a team ready. We had some moments last year where we, we were real good. Missouri comes in here and and derails us. Uh, Arkansas comes in here and destroys us. We go to the SEC tournament. We're not very good. But what Chris and and Fox and Gotro did, such a great job of getting the kids back on track and focused in on what's really important. And I think you asked me about preparation for the season. I think I don't think I know. That's exactly how they're treating it. You guys haven't earned anything in 23. I'm sorry, 22. You earned some of you earned a lot in twenty one, but you didn't earn anything in twenty two, and you got to start from scratch. There's been a lot of talk about Landon Sims. I'm going to baseball coach John Cohen. Here, oh, uh, making the uh, the transition Watch out. from back into the bullpen to to Friday night starter, and obviously the stuff's there. It's incredible. He was just basically unhittable a, a year ago. The strikeout to walk ratio, the batting air, all of the numbers were off the charts. We've seen examples of guys making that transition who were great at the end of the game that didn't transition well. Why does this work, you think, for Landon Sims? Well, first of all, he can pitch. Okay, and there are guys who have great arms who can't pitch, guys who have great stuff who can't pitch. He's a guy who has a great arm who can pitch. So that that's where it all starts. I, I think this is something Chris and Fox and our staff had to do. Um, I think it's something that Landon wanted to do himself. Um, I, I think just giving him this opportunity to show what he can do on a Friday night is important. Um, th- there's no way to win this argument because you want to have a legitimate Friday night guy, yeah. but at the same time you want to have that guy standing in the bullpen who has already proven himself as one of the elite closers in the history of this program. I will say this. Psychologically, the huge advantage to having him in the bullpen, from my vantage point, and this is just former coach, is the fear of the other team saying they got that guy sitting down there and he's real good. Now, we have some other candidates who are, who are going to be really good as well. Um, having him down there as a weapon, not even throwing a baseball, gets into the consciousness of, of the team. You feel like you only have seven innings. That's right. If he starts and he throws four or five innings and he gets 100 pitches into it, you, the other team goes, he's done. Yeah. Now we, he ain't down in that bullpen anymore. Now, now, so, it, but again. Yeah, I was talking to Chris Burke the other day, and he said when he was with Houston, they had Brad Lidge. Yeah. And, and that's how they felt. If it got to the eighth inning, it was over. Yeah. And he said, so selfishly, like from an offensive standpoint, kind of like that idea. He said, but I completely get wanting to get 100 innings out of Landon Sims instead of, you know, 56. It's a, it's a real dilemma. Um, it's a good problem to have. I wouldn't even call it a problem, but 
They, uh, they're going to have to make some decisions in the month. Do you keep him there? or? And that's the one thing that Chris has always done. He has made moves in our baseball program, and he's about 100% of the moves that he has made in terms of moving kids to different positions or giving them different roles. The thing I know about Landon Sims is he will do whatever it takes to help Mississippi State win baseball games. I want to get to uh, some kind of big college athletics topics in just a second, but I do want to ask you about this. Um, not a ton of momentum right now with basketball. Uh, you, you've talked about the improvements to Humphrey Coliseum, trying to get fans re-engaged. When, when you look at, at where things are basketball-wise, and obviously there's some season left to, to try, and, try and finish strong and, and make a postseason run, where, where's your evaluation? How do you go through that? Well, when you talk about a men's – I'll start on the men's side um, – I know I was in Tuscaloosa last night. Um, our kids are disappointed. Um, there's no no blame here. There's no finger pointing going on. It hasn't gone the way we wanted to. I think we have a very talented team. In fact, yeah. I think in terms of our overall athleticism, I'd put us in the top six in the league out of 14 schools. You know, I I think we're very athletic. I think we move well. Uh, Toto's a guy who, who's really struggling with some injury things. Unfortunately, you know, he's a, a big factor when he's on the floor. Um, I, I do know this. This program is better than the way Ben Howland found it, and I have a deep appreciation for that. But I also know that, that we've been disappointed, uh, Coach Howland included, with the way things have, have gone this year. So we will continue to you know, do what the coaching staff is doing. They evaluate their players. They make adjustments um, and, and everything else. We will just continue to evaluate what's going on. But – I don't. I really do not think it's a question of effort because sitting behind our kids, watching our kids in practice and in games, they're giving great effort. It's just not happening right now. But I think. You know that nowadays most people go online to look at a business before they spend their money. Do you have an old, outdated website or just a Facebook page and still not bringing in customers? Targeted digital advertising from Supertalk Mississippi Media Digital's highly trained and trusted staff is the answer. We're ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. The Dean's List with Janice Dean. A man from Wyoming being hailed as a neighborhood hero makes today's Dean's List. A mom and her kids were asleep in their Jamestown house when a fire erupted in their home. Ryan Passberg was running late for work when he smelled smoke and saw flames coming from their bedroom window. He decided to pull into the driveway where he saw a young girl and two boys leaving. The children told him their mom and four-year-old brother were still inside. Through thick smoke, Ryan crawled on his hands and knees until he found a small child grabbed him and brought him outside. He put the kids in the truck to keep them warm and then found their mom inside, badly burned and struggling to breathe. After bringing her outside, he performed CPR until she suddenly gasped for air. The sheriff of the town says he has never seen such an incredible display of bravery from a stranger. Not only that, but Ryan then bought clothes and necessities for the family while they stay at their grandmother's house. Ryan Passport, you are an incredible hero. Janice Dean, Fox News. 
You know that nowadays, most people go online to look at a business before they spend their money. A lot of businesses are losing opportunities to get new customers if they're not online. With the power of Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital, you can reach potential customers and get more referral and repeat business. The highly trained and trusted team at Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital is ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. I'm Ashley DeBorkin with a Fox Celebrity Profile with the cast of the new Amazon Prime video comedy, I Want You Back, led by Jenny Slate and Charlie Day. They play a scheming dream duo as strangers who meet after getting dumped, then team up to break up their exes. And these two know what makes a great rom-com. You gotta have the rom, but you also need the com. You do need that com, though. Yeah, Yeah. that's a big part of it. Yep, 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 yep. Co-stars include Scott Eastwood, Clark Bacco, Manny Jacinto, and Gina Rodriguez. A good rom-com makes you laugh, makes you cry, makes you feel related to, gives you a moment of like, oh, that happened to me. And then like kind of trajects you into like a space of hopefulness. And their movie is here for Valentine's Day. You like Valentine's Day? Not. I like Valentine's Day. You're a big Valentine's Day I'm a romantic, yeah. I like a lot of flowers. I like some milk chocolate. Mm -hmm. I like a date. Love some French kissing, all right? Ashley DeVorkin, Fox News. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Whether or not the House and Senate are able to come together on a tax relief plan remains to be seen. Both chambers are talking and crunching numbers. House Speaker Pro Temp Jason White explained that the Senate is assuming the state will take in $6.4 billion next year. Well, we're taking in over seven this year. We're on track to be at about 7.1, which is what we took in last year. And for some inexplicable reason, they want to take a presumption in, in formulating and looking at our tax plan and their tax plan. We're just going to always take in 6.4. And so they've run all these numbers based on 6.4. Well, that's fine. What do you want to do with this six or $700 billion that's laying over here in the corner every year? The House plan would phase out the state income tax over time. The Senate plan would eliminate the 4% bracket over four years. For more details on the differences between both plans, you can log on to supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett. It's time to take a road trip down to the coast for CPR Fest 20. Outside on the grounds of the Mississippi Coast Coliseum, Saturday, April 2nd. Starring Mississippi's own Three Doors Down, live. Three Doors Down with Cedar. Plus Bad Flower. Society and special guest Giovanni and the Hired Guns. And check out the best local music in the state on the CPR Fest homegrown stage. A very limited number of reserved seats are on sale now. General admission tickets just $35 plus Ticketmaster fees. Don't wait. Get yours now at Ticketmaster.com. It's the biggest rock show of the year. Saturday, April 2nd, outside of the Mississippi Coast Coliseum in Biloxi. You know that nowadays, most people go online to look at a business before they spend their money. Do you have an old, outdated website or just a Facebook page and still not bringing in customers? Targeted digital advertising from Supertalk Mississippi Media Digital's highly trained and trusted staff is the answer. We're ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305. 
or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. Wax out of here. Did you hear me? This is Sports Talk. This is Sports Talk. Mississippi. Woo-hoo! I say sports fans. Now, here's more on Super Talk Mississippi. miracles in the second half of the season he really has just uh really happy with with doug um people ask me all the time you know is doug will he be a candidate um certainly he, he will for sure be a candidate he's proven uh to do some incredible things with our women's program i think the kids are really comfortable with him um but certainly this is a national brand in women's basketball and we're going to get right back to where we need to be we've taken some strides this year really with seven scholarship players you know who are able to compete so um uh, again those guys are giving a heck of an effort every time out too uh, they really i uh, watched them just play kentucky just two days ago really kind of ran out of gas they're playing two really good basketball teams in a 48 hour period that doesn't happen if you're outside of tournament play so Again, very happy with that, and we'll continue to monitor and evaluate that that coaching situation and that um, and that, you know obviously he, Doug will be part of that search process. Yeah. More with our conversation with John Cohen when we continue on Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalktv.com. Back with John Cohen, we are inside the Bryan building, right outside of uh, his office, and just kind of covering a lot of ground this afternoon. Appreciate your time. So there, there's some buzzwords in uh, in college athletics right now. You've got the an acronym NIL. There's transfer portal. There's conference realignment. Is that enough to keep you up at night? Well, the intersection of all those things, yeah, has really changed the landscape of, of everything we do. It's an interesting time to to be in intercollegiate athletics, but hopefully. Hopefully things will, uh, you know, flatten out a little bit in terms of, of all those issues you just talked about. You have one of the most unique perspectives for when it comes to transfer athletes because you were a transfer athlete, then you were a coach, and now you're an administrator. You know, if you were to put a grade on what's happening right now, could you do that? And do you do you see it sort of flattening out in the in the next couple of years where? Kids are going to start figuring out, maybe I don't need to leave at the first stop because if I do, I'm stuck at the second stop three, four years. Yeah, I think there's something to that. I, I think kids will be a little more savvy in terms of uh, the portal. The grass isn't always greener. Um, the, the, the real shame of it for me, though, is this. And I hate the words mid-major, right, because I, I worked at a place like northwestern Louisiana. And, you know, my first year of college was, it was at Birmingham Southern. I... I it bothers me that kids go to these schools, they're given these incredible opportunities, and then when things go right for them, they you know, they, they might want to bowl, you know. I understand it completely. I did exactly that thing. Yeah. Now I had to sit out a year. But I I, I made that decision with my family and I decided that Mississippi State was a better place for me. So I totally get it. What I don't what, what I wish more people would understand is this. You talk about the rights of student-athletes, and you talk about opportunities for student-athletes, and I'm all for it. Every time there's an opportunity provided for a transfer to go somewhere else, 
it's taking away an opportunity for somebody, another student athlete. Here's what I mean. Let's just use Alabama as an example. Kid transfers to Alabama. They have a 25-man recruiting class. The kid transfers in from Oregon. That's one less high school kid playing at the University of Alabama football. It's we have a transfer who comes into our program, Mississippi State. Kid in our state has dreamed of playing at playing at Mississippi State, as many of them do. That kid might that young person might be denied that opportunity because we took a transfer. So for every opportunity, there's an opportunity taken away. It's a zero sum game. And I don't think everybody clearly understands that part of it. So so, so in a utopia like I'm right there with you, and you're like, yeah, I mean, you f- you feel bad for what this is doing, but with the stakes as high as they are, and the salaries as high as they are, and the only measurement that anybody really cares about is wins and losses. What are you going to say to coaches on that? No, you that you're exactly right, and I, I think that that's that's the elephant in the room is coaching salaries. I, I I think there's a large portion of our country that says coaches are making a lot of money. Um, a lot of coaches really earn that money. A lot of coaches spent a long time in their careers not, not making any money yeah. and working their tails off to get to a level where they could make some money, just like every other industry. Um, so I totally get it. Um, but I, I think people see coaching salaries, uh, they see the result instead of the process, and they immediately jump to where is that money for the student-athlete. I don't totally disagree with that. And I can totally see where that would be the thought process. But as a former coach, I also know I remember those five years. I'm making $300 a month at the University of Missouri. And I remember the family pressure saying, what are, what are you doing? And then, you know, having my first child, and I, you know, I made it up to $18,000 a year. Um, there's, there's a lot of, hey, there's a lot of risk reward in, in this profession. And, and, you know, it's easy to pick off the top layer and say they're making too much or too much is being done for them. And, and again, I'm not totally against that, that train of thought. But, um, I think we have to understand that there's a process for student athletes and there's a process for the coaching world as well. Maybe along the same lines, but a little bit different. There, there's a finite amount of money out there among people that care about Mississippi State, people that care about LSU, people that care about Ole Miss. I don't know what that number is. I mean, it varies from school to school. Are you concerned about the way people give changing if they feel like, look, I I need to reallocate what I was giving to the Bulldog Club to some sort of fund that's supporting name, image, and likeness that I think is going to help get better players? Well, the purpose of the Bulldog Club is to make the experience better for the, the student athlete. That's that's the purpose, um, either directly or indirectly, through facilities, through coaching salaries, through um, equipment and things of that nature. If if there's a way for the student athlete to get supported um, outside of our bulldog club, I, I'm all for that. We want it to be legal. We want to follow our state law. We want to follow the NCAA rules, of course, but. I do think that the student-athletes should have the right to benefit uh, from those opportunities if that means less money coming into uh, a group like the Bulldog Club. I understand that completely because, again, we're we're on the same sides of of a coin. We're there to support the student-athlete. really is an interesting time. The the law, as it's written in Mississippi, precludes 
athletics departments, universities from being involved in NIL. Is that something that needs to continue to evolve a little bit? Yeah, I think because name, image, and likeness is so new, and we haven't even been through a year of this. Of course, it started in our state on July the 1st, that I think there will be an evolutionary process to the law itself. And I, I think we, we're in such a great state where people work together you know, to, to understand, hey, let's can we make this better if we can make something better, especially for our student-athletes and for our institutions, and let's find a way to do it. So I have a lot of confidence in the fact that um, things can and will evolve. There was a report. You haven't made it official, but there was a report that Mississippi State had added a football game for 2026 with Louisiana Monroe. That would put you at four for 2026 when we expect Texas and Oklahoma to be in the conference at that point. Have you gotten any guidance from the SEC about how future schedules are going to look yet, or is that could be a potential you may have a buyout game in 2026? Yeah, we, we've discussed that at a very high level at the league, and again, everything's on the table. Is it a, is it a nine-game schedule coming up, a nine-game SEC schedule? Is it, does it remain an eight-game? What does that do to our league? What does it do to scheduling? What does it do to our non-conference situation? And you're right. Um, you know, contractually, many of us have four non-conference games already scheduled from 25 and beyond. We'll see what happens. Yeah. I, I know this. Um, we have some great minds in that room, and of course, we, we have great presidents and a great administration at the Southeastern Conference. We will come up with the right answer. Greg Sankey has consistently led the way in, in terms of making great decisions. One of those decisions, as you guys might remember, two years ago was to play football when the whole world was telling them not to, and that was that worked out well. One of the great decisions. I'd like to retroactively team. thank him for that. Appreciate that. <laughs> Kept us employed. Yeah, all of us. Yeah. No, uh, no question there. Uh, so on college football playoff expansion, I'll probably be more blunt and less politically correct than you will. It feels like there are two, maybe three groups that have gotten their feelings hurt, and they say we're taking our ball and going home. And standing in the way of the sport overall advancing and creating more opportunities. You get a lot of lip service out of creating opportunities and student welfare and all those things, but then you're like, yeah, but we didn't get it our way, so we're done. And we're going to hold it up. Just what, What's your take on where we are with 12 teams? Richard, I would love to believe that we're beyond that. We're beyond personal feelings and, and people getting their feelings hurt. I'd love and to believe Jim that. Phillips, the I'd love to believe in ECC opens <laughs> his mouth and we realize we're not. My, our kids would love to believe in unicorns, John. But yeah. I, I really want to believe that because obviously, we, if you increase the field, if you give more opportunities, that's better for the student athlete. It's better for institutions. It's better for everybody to give more. We're just talking about opportunity, right? Right now, the opportunities for four schools to play in meaningful, I mean, really meaningful posts, that's, that represents 3% of the Division One college football world.
know that nowadays most people go online to look at a business before they spend their money? Are customers able to find you online? With the power of Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital, you can reach potential customers and get more referral and repeat business. Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital's highly trained and trusted staff is ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. Fox on Tech. The owner of a self-driving truck business hopes his company can help ease the country's truck driver shortage. The company Gaddick doesn't directly deliver to customers' homes. Instead, it uses driverless trucks to deliver groceries and other items from distribution centers to retail locations. The CEO, Gautam Narung, says the company already has a program with Walmart. So uh, what we're doing in Arkansas with Walmart is operating two of our autonomous box trucks on a 7.1 mile long route um, in a repeated and daily fashion. So what we what we do is uh, move these online grocery orders from one of Walmart's dark store, which is their micro fulfillment center, and move these orders to uh, a nearby retail location where Walmart's end consumer can go and do a curbside pickup. The company operates a fleet of about 25 autonomous trucks. They also have a pilot program with Walmarts in Louisiana. With Fox on Tech, I'm John Saucier, Fox News. Mississippi, the place you call home, is a state like no other. From the music to the food and the people, the Magnolia State has so many good things to celebrate. And now you can, each weekday afternoon from 2 to 3, on Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and all the good things to do. Life doesn't always have to be serious, so let's have fun. Good Things with Rebecca Turner, weekdays from 2 to 3 on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm Chad Pergram with the Speaker's Lobby. There's a room in the U.S. Capitol now named after the first black member of the House of Representatives. The House dedicated the room after Congressman Joseph Rainey, a Republican congressman from South Carolina, first elected in 1870 to succeed a lawmaker who resigned. Rainey was born into slavery. His father was a barber and purchased his freedom. He served four terms in Congress, and his first major speech came in 1871 in favor of the Ku Klux Klan Act. It was a bill to expand federal law enforcement powers in the South. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, Majority Whip Jim Clyburn, and Minority Whip Steve Scalise took part in the ceremony. The rainy room on the first floor of the Capitol now bears a portrait of the congressman and a plaque. The House Committee on Indian Affairs used the room in Rainey's time, a panel in which he served. The room is now used by Scalise's staff. He didn't just come up here to hold the title, said Scalise. He came up here to make a difference. Rainey was the second African-American member of Congress. The first black member overall was Senator Hiram Revels of Mississippi. With the Speaker's Lobby, Chad Pergram, Fox News. At Pearl River Resort Casino, we're keeping it real safe for our employees and guests. Electrostatic spray, chip cleaning, and mass thermal temperature scanners are in use throughout the property, including advanced UV cleaning technology to keep rotating handrails safe to touch. State-of-the-art air filtration systems keep the air you breathe safe and clean. So get back and play at Pearl River Resort Casino. We're keeping it real. Real fun, real winning, real safe. Hey, sports fans, MDOT wants to ensure you get to your game day destination safely. So before you hit the road to watch your favorite team, be sure to download the MDOT Traffic app. The MDOT Traffic app is free for both Apple and Android devices. And remember to drive smart on the way to the game. That means buckling up, obeying the speed limit, and avoiding distracted driving, especially when traveling through work zones. For more info, follow at Mississippi DOT on Facebook and Twitter. 
the Magnolia State to the world. You're listening to Super Talk Mississippi, Mississippi at supertalk.fm. Nothing brings people together and forms a lasting bond like sports. Sports Talk Mississippi, covering your favorite teams like no one else. On the Super Talk app, supertalk.fm, and on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. We're back on Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalktv.com. Quick check of the baseball scoreboard. Southern Miss, bottom of the third inning, leading four to nothing over North Alabama. They got three in the bottom of the first and one in the bottom of the third. Ole Miss has a 4 nothing lead headed to the bottom of the third over Charleston Southern. Derek Diamond has been good on the mound. And a final from Starkville, Long Beach State, 3 to nothing, a winner over Mississippi State. We're going to uh, finish right now our conversation with Mississippi State Athletics Director John Cohen. Whereas most of the championships are somewhere in the neighborhood of 20 to 25% of the entire membership get an opportunity to play tournament-oriented uh, uh, sports. So uh, I would love to see us go in that direction. And, and retroactively, I mean, if you took this back to 2014, both Mississippi State and Ole Miss in the state of Mississippi would have been playoff participants. Yeah. It's and, insane. And both those teams, in my opinion, capable of beating anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On the right day, with, with the right personnel, I mean, capable of beating anybody. And I believe that about the Southeastern Conference. That's why I think an expanded field is so important. Because I do believe you're going to have a fourth-place SEC team get get into a spot eventually when, when all this works out. And I think, I, I think that fourth-place team could win a national championship just like in baseball, just like in softball, just like in basketball. I don't think Greg Sankey says anything accidentally. I think he's pretty calculated, and, and he thinks before he speaks. Um, he has let his guard down a little bit, and, and I thought the quote a few weeks ago um, when they were coming out of that last set of meetings and they got nothing done where he has said, look, we're, we're on board with doing what we need to do. He said, but if we don't get it done now, you can't just assume that we're going to reengage. Talking about the SEC. Was that a kind of a shot across the bow that said, we <laughs> might not need you guys? Just think about that. Well, in some respects, the, the, the system in, in place right now isn't really hurting the Southeastern Conference. Although I will say this, having two teams from our league play for a national championship is wonderful. And I applaud Georgia and Alabama. They had great years. They deserve to be there. Is it more exciting for me personally if there's a third and fourth place team that are kind of creeping around the corner with an opportunity to do it. I, I think that's a better case scenario, and I don't think anybody disagrees with that. But certainly, look at the leagues right now who don't have that opportunity that that would have that opportunity if the system could change. And I don't. I, I guess it just doesn't make sense to me that they would want to deny their own student-athletes the opportunity to play playoff football. And we're really in a spot where, I mean, George Kliopkoff in the Pac-12 has said, we'll vote for anything. We know where the SEC and the Big 12 stand. We know where Notre Dame stands. I mean, you're talking about the people that were in that that working group. And all of the group of five, I know Mike Oresco wants us to get away from that term, but all the group of five teams, they would benefit from it. So it's the ACC and the Big 10 that's holding the whole thing up. Yeah, Richard, I, I just want to see if I guess where I can get you. Your official comment on that, on the record, John Cohen. I, Richard, I would like to believe that cooler heads will prevail and they will get – where it needs to go. But I do agree with the commissioner. Before the end of the existing contract? Uh, 
That part I, I can't answer. That part I, I don't know. But I and I know that it's a lot more complicated than than just drawing it up on a on a chalkboard. But having said that, I do agree with you. I think it's in everybody's best interest. And imagine in basketball if we went and said, "Hey, we're going to match this up with football," and three percent of the Division One schools get into the NCAA tournament. That's not supposed to be yeah. the way it is. Let's sort of bring this back to where Richard started the interview, talking about campus. And, and whenever you talk about Dr. Keenum, you use the word vision a lot. Uh, what is the vision for John Cohen in the next five to ten years for Mississippi State? What is this campus going to look like in 2028, in 2032? You know, I think it has a lot to do. I mean, physically, our, our facilities, we want to keep upgrading our facilities, keep staying out in front on that, building what we have. Um I want us to be competitive in everything we do. I want us to play for championships. I want our kids to have a great experience. I, I, I want all that to continue. But you mentioned name, image, and likeness, and you mentioned the transfer portal and all those other issues that intersect. I, I do think something's going to have to come to a head there. Um, some type of negotiation, some type of agreement is going to have to take place for everybody to have equal footing in terms of competing at the highest level. Always enjoy your insight. Really appreciate uh, you being generous with your time and good to catch up. Yes, sir. Thank you. John Cohen, Athletics Director at Mississippi State. So a lot of ground covered. That conversation was yesterday, and who knew that some of those last few questions were going to be irrelevant 27 hours later because we have gotten – uh, the information that the college football playoff expansion is not happening. And, and we were holding on to the slimmest of hopes that maybe it would before the end of the current contract. Now the question is, what's going to happen when the current contract ends? Got the college football fix coming up in just a couple of minutes to start the 5 o'clock hour. We'll go back through some of Greg Sankey's quotes. We've now got quotes from Mark Keenum, who is the chairperson of the Board of Governors, I think that's the, I can't remember the designation, but he's the chair of the presidential group that oversees the college football playoff. I think it's the board of managers. I think that's what that's called. And uh, also Craig Thompson, the commissioner of the Mountain West, weighing in. We'll get to all of that. Thanks to John Cohen for joining us on the Farm Bureau phone line. We'll be right back. The Magnolia State to the world. You're listening to Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi at supertalk.fm. This is a Fox News alert. I'm Mary Corsetti. President Biden says the U.S. has reason to believe Russia intends to attack Ukraine in the coming days. This says citizens in parts of eastern Ukraine are urged to flee to Russia. Women, children, and the elderly first. All will be provided for, rebel region leaders say, in Rostov, Russia, to where Russian President Vladimir Putin has deployed an emergency situations chief. Shortly after those pleas, a car bomb goes off outside the administrative building in Donetsk. Nobody is heard in the U.S. State Department is quick to label it as a false flag incident. Fox's Amy Kellogg and former Minnesota cop Kim Potter sentenced today to two years in prison in the shooting death of Dante Wright. Potter offering an apology to Wright's family. I pray for Dante and all of you many, many times a day. He is not more than one thought away from my heart. Wright's family denounced the sentence. America is listening to Fox News.
This is House Call for Health. February is National Teen Dating Violence Awareness and Prevention Month, an effort to make sure teens can have productive lives without violence or fear. Teen dating violence comes in different forms, physical assault, stalking, emotional abuse, harassment, or controlling behavior, among others. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention says more than 8% of high school students in the U.S. have reported physical or sexual dating violence over a span of one year. Survivors experience depression, a risk of suicide, substance abuse, eating disorders, and other struggles, as well as an increased risk of being victimized again as an adult. President Biden releasing a proclamation for the month saying his administration is committed to supporting programs proven to help preteens and teens develop safe and healthy relationships. Information on the programs can be found at vetoviolence.cdc.gov. Or for more health news, go to foxnewshealth.com. House Call for Health. I'm Lisa Brady, Fox News. I'm J.T. Mitchell, and this is Super Talk Mississippi News. On Friday afternoon, Hines County Election Commissioner Tony Johnson was arrested on multiple charges. Alyssa Arbuckle has more on the story. Agents from the Mississippi State Auditor's Office arrested Johnson on charges of fraud, embezzlement, and accepting a bribe. They also arrested Clinton resident Cedric Cornelius for his role in the alleged scheme. Johnson awarded multiple contracts to Cornelius's now-dissolved company in order to perform cleaning services, COVID-19 testing, and voting machine audits for the Hines County Election Commission. She also used her position on the commission to purchase two 85-inch televisions. According to the state auditor, Shad White, the contracts were cover-ups and the duo collectively owes around $250,000 back to the taxpayers of Hines County. And the Mississippi State Department of Health has reported 1,190 new cases of COVID-19. Since the onset of the pandemic, 11,836 Mississippians have passed away from the virus. To view the full MSDH report, go to supertalk.fm. Why join Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation if I'm not a farmer? Let's start with the valuable discounts on vehicles, travel, farm equipment, and much more, all of which would cover the cost of your membership. Throw in the insurance products, smarter banking, and agricultural advocacy, and the choice is clear. When Mississippi farmers thrive, we all thrive. You can bet the farm on it. To learn more about the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, visit us online at msfb.org. That's right. Now you can play Wheel of Fortune practically anywhere. With the Wheel of Fortune scratch-off ticket from the Mississippi Lottery, you can win up to 17 times on a single ticket. The top prize is a cool $100,000. It even has its own second-chance promotional prizes. You can win trips, prizes, and yes, even more cash. Get your Wheel of Fortune scratch-off tickets today and have fun, y'all. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. With baseball kicking off for the Bulldogs today, Mississippi State headman's basketball coach Ben Howland is hoping for a big crowd tonight when his team plays Missouri. And so I'm hoping that with baseball opening day on Friday at 3 o'clock, that our 6 o'clock game will get some spillover from all the fans coming out to support the defending national champions in Mississippi State baseball. And uh, we would really appreciate it. Bulldogs currently sit at 14 and 11 and will need to win out for a chance at the NCAA tournament, while Missouri is 10 and 15 on the season. And the Reeds the Cross America Tour for Veterans will be stopping in three locations in Mississippi this March. The tour will include a mobile museum as well as the placement of sponsored wreaths on the headstones of veterans. Stops will be in Jackson on March 25th, Madison on March 26th, and Corinth on March 29th. For more information, visit supertalk.fm. One of the things I enjoy most about 
raising catfish is the end result, the fish on the truck headed to the plant. I like that because we raised a good product with a with a good team and a good uh, result from from all the hard work that we've done. I'm Terry Cruz, and I'm proud to be your 2020 Arkansas Catfish Farmer of the Year. We all have to eat, so if you're going to eat, eat U.S. farm-raised catfish. Here in Seaspire Country, the best network anywhere is all around you. It's up on our towers, where blazing fast 5G is turning your smartphone into a superphone. It's under your feet, where we lay gigabit fiber to make the internet faster than you've ever seen. It's powering your phones, feeds, tablets, TVs, and businesses. So now the best technology anywhere is right here. Welcome to Seaspire Country. It's just like the rest of the country, only a few steps ahead. From the birthplace of America's music, this is Super Talk Mississippi, streaming live 24 7 at supertalk.fm. Back to the sports. This is Sports Talk Mississippi. Sounds good. On Super Talk Mississippi. supertalktv.com thanks for being with us on this Friday afternoon rolling into the 5 o'clock hour welcome to the weekend Richard Cross, Michael Borky and Brian Haydad coming to you from the Pearl River Resort Studios. Pearl River Resort the home of the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club you can visit them online at dancingrabbitgolf.com or check out pearlriverresort.com thanks for being with us um, you want to be a part of the conversation, you may do so on the ceasefire text line. The number is 601-879-4395. Again, 601-879-4395. Guys, I guess we should start with a kind of a baseball scoreboard update, then we'll get to the college football fix. They are headed to the bottom of the fourth inning in Hattiesburg. Southern Miss leading 4 nothing over North Alabama. So we got the uh, four-zip lead over UNA. Uh, so far for Southern Miss, Ben Etheridge, four innings, three hits allowed. He's got four strikeouts and has not walked a batter in the game. Ole Miss and Charleston Southern, they are playing in the bottom of the third inning, and Ole Miss leads 5 to nothing. It looks like they may be about to add to the lead with the sacrifice fly, so it's now 6 nothing in the bottom of the third inning. Rebels have got, what, six runs on just three hits. They have been helped out by three walks and four hit batters from Charleston Southern in the season opener. And earlier today, game that got started at two o'clock and was played quickly. That was a how fast was that game? Let's see here. Two hours and twenty-two minutes in Starkville, in front of an opening day record crowd of ten thousand two hundred twenty-three. So they're not necessarily going to go with the paid attendance number for every single game. Uh, 10,223 the attendance today in Starkville, but it was Long Beach State getting the win. Three to nothing over Mississippi State. Three runs on seven hits, no errors for the dirtbags, no runs, one hit, no errors for Mississippi State. Bulldogs only had a, what, three or four base runners in the game. And hey, Dad, that one hit was by, uh, was by the DH, Hunter Hines, Hines. who we talked about earlier who had a really bad base-running mistake trying to 
turn a single into a double, and he was out at second base by about 15 feet. Yeah, not, not quite sure what was going through the young man's mind on that one. Uh, should have just left it, at the, left it at a single, but decided to try to take turn two, and uh, no, it, it didn't happen. And it spoiled a great pitching performance by Landon Sims. He takes the loss. He certainly did not deserve to take a loss uh, in his outing today. Five hits in seven innings, one earned run, 13 strikeouts, no walks. He gave up two doubles and a solo home run. Threw 81 pitches in his debut as the Friday starter. 62 of those 81 pitches were strikes. Landon Sims was everything you could ask for and maybe a little bit more in his debut as a starter for Mississippi State. But uh, Long Beach got the big hit. The the solo home run proved to be the difference, and then they were able to add a couple of insurance runs in the top of the eighth. Yep. And so the Bulldogs, gosh, I don't remember the last time they were 0-1. I think it's it's more recent than I want to give credit for, but... 0-1 0-1 on the season, and now they'll have to see if they, they what they can do to get this series uh, under wraps uh, over these next two games. Wasn't it when they hosted Southern Miss like three years ago? That was the, that was the game? second week. That was the second weekend of the season. Oh, was it? Mm-hmm. I think that was opening weekend. No, they played uh, like Youngstown State or something that year. Fair enough. Fair Tomorrow enough. on Undisputed, has Chris Limonis lost his fastball? <laughs> <laughs> A little too soon for that, isn't it? Yeah. Never too soon. Not for the first take crowd, it's not. Never too soon. All right, time right now for the College Football Fix. College Football Fix is driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Guess what, guys? It is truck month. Now is the time to get a great deal on the only trucks built for tough. Work or play, get after it in a new F-150 or Super Duty truck. Get behind the wheel in a new Ford Maverick pickup. And get after any adventure with deals on Ford Ranger. Take adventure of our uh, take advantage of our best offers, their best offers on the full Ford lineup of Ford trucks. Deals won't last long. Get to Ford Truck Month at your local Mississippi Ford dealer today. So the news of the day in college football is that officially an expansion to a 12-team playoff is dead for the remainder of the current contract. So through the 2025 season, we got four years left. We will be with a four-team playoff. We read you some of Greg Sankey's comments earlier and may get back to those as well, but I thought... I don't know that more damning is the way to describe it, but I was really intrigued by what Mark Keenum had to say. Mark Keenum is the chairman of the board of managers that uh, is the group of presidents that oversee the college football playoff. says a new college football format to start in 2026 must be agreed upon in the next 24 to 30 months. So that's got to happen by the summer or fall of 2024 and says the president's like the commissioners, will meet routinely to discuss. He says, two years from now, we better know where we are headed. A couple of other things. The president vote was 8-3 in favor of expansion to 12 teams. And as was expected, the ACC, the Pac-12, and the Big Ten voted against the 12-team proposal to expand starting in 2024. They did not have to have a unanimous vote from the presidents. Eight to three would have been fine if one of those three dissenting votes had been from 
say, Conference USA or the American. You had to have a majority of the Autonomy Five Conference presidents vote for expansion. So you had to have three of five among the SEC, Big Ten, Big 12, Pac-12, ACC. You got two. Jack Swarbrick voted for expansion, and the five group of five presidents voted for expansion. And so you can lay this at the feet of the Pac-12, the Big Ten, and the ACC. Period. Mark Keenum says, I'm disappointed. We, the presidents, couldn't work it out either. Um, Keenum says three obstacles prevented expansion. Those three <laughs> obstacles were an 18 playoff versus a 12 team playoff and the number of automatic qualifiers, the number of extra games, and the Rose Bowl. And here's what Mark Keenum says. We've got a bowl with a keen interest in preserving their date and time. That's part of the negotiating package with a media provider. Does that add value or cost value for the college football playoff? We just missed out on eight more teams being eligible for the college football playoff starting in 2024 because of those three things. And those three things alone. That's it. And then um, Chris Vanini tweeted a quote from uh, Craig Thompson, who you may remember was part of the working group, he and Greg Sankey and Jack Swarbrick and Bob Bowlesby, to put together the 12-team playoff idea. Craig Thompson says, You know the scorecard. There were eight people in favor of the 12-team proposal. I can't venture a guess as to what changes 12 to 18 months from now. They blew it. I, uh, they blew it. It's, I feel like we're, we're talking about, you know, a funeral here. I mean, it's just, how, how, do you, how, do you, how do you mess this up? How do you turn away this much money and this much good stuff for your, for your fans and for your schools? And for the sport and for the players. I never want to hear somebody from the ACC, the Big Ten, or the Pac-12 ever again talk about doing what is right by student-athletes. Because you just stripped away an opportunity from... 600 and uh, 700 scholarship athletes annually to compete for a national championship in football. Yep. I didn't, I, that math may not be exactly right. It's close enough. 85 times 8, that's 680. But And if you want to say there are 110 on the roster times 8, you're talking about 808. Almost 1,000 student athletes today because of those three conferences – and the freaking Rose Bowl. Who the heck does a Rose Bowl think it is? Well, and then people around here will say, well, yeah, what does it matter? It's helping the SEC, but not us. This doesn't help us here in Mississippi. 
Yeah, sure, we get a little bit more money. Our programs can add nice things to their stadium, but nothing to play for still. Expansion directly helps us here. Just because we are affiliated with the SEC doesn't mean the SEC getting teams in the playoff is changing our circumstances. Ole Miss would have been in the playoff this year. I was going to say, let's look in the rearview mirror. Mississippi State would have participated once. Ole Miss would have participated two or maybe three times if it was a 12-team playoff. No matter where you go, Super Talk Mississippi is there. With FM signals all over the state, you can hear Super Talk Mississippi from the Delta to the Red Clay Hills of Meridian and from Oxford to Biloxi. And when you're out of the state, you can always get the latest Mississippi news and talk online at supertalk.fm and on your smart device with the Super Talk app. You're proud to call Mississippi home, and we're proud to cover your state like no one else. Thanks for listening to Super Talk Mississippi. The Dean's List with Janice Dean. A man from Wyoming being hailed as a neighborhood hero makes today's Dean's List. A mom and her kids were asleep in their Jamestown house when a fire erupted in their home. Ryan Passberg was running late for work when he smelled smoke and saw flames coming from their bedroom window. He decided to pull into the driveway where he saw a young girl and two boys leaving. The children told him their mom and four-year-old brother were still inside. Through thick smoke, Ryan crawled on his hands and knees until he found a small child grabbed him and brought him outside. He put the kids in the truck to keep them warm and then found their mom inside badly burned and struggling to breathe. After bringing her outside, he performed CPR until she suddenly gasped for air. The sheriff of the town says he has never seen such an incredible display of bravery from a stranger. Not only that, but Ryan then bought clothes and necessities for the family while they stay at their grandmother's house. Ryan Passberg, you are an incredible hero. Janice Dean, Fox News. What decisions are being made by state lawmakers and how will they affect you, your family and community? If you listen, if you listen, you'll know. Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app and at supertalk.fm. Hi, I'm Billy Kinder, host of Big Billy Kinder Outdoors. Hear the show Saturdays at 1, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Turkeys, whitetail, Grenada Lake crappie, or Gulfport redfish. We enjoy it all, especially when you're in camp with us on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm Ashley DeBorkin with the Fox Celebrity Profile with the cast of the new Amazon Prime video comedy, I Want You Back, led by Jenny Slate and Charlie Day. They play a scheming dream duo as strangers who meet after getting dumped, then team up to break up their exes. And these two know what makes a great rom-com. You gotta have the rom, but you also need the com. You do need that com, you know, though. Like, yeah, yeah, that's a big part of it. Yep, 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 yep. Co-stars include Scott Eastwood, Clark Bacco, Manny Jacinto, and Gina Rodriguez. A good rom-com makes you laugh, makes you cry, makes you feel related to, gives you a moment of like, oh, that happened to me. And then like kind of trajects you into like a space of hopefulness. And their movie is here for Valentine's Day. You like Valentine's Day? Not. I like Valentine's Day. You're a big Valentine's Day person. I'm a romantic, yeah. I like a lot of flowers. I like some milk chocolate. Uh I like a date. Love some French kissing. All right. Ashley Dvorkin, Fox News. From the Magnolia State to the world, you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi, Mississippi at supertalk.fm. Now, back to Sports Talk Mississippi. Say that again. Please say it. Now, back to Sports Talk Mississippi. Sorry, poorly timed joke, completely inappropriate. On Super Talk Mississippi. 
just just because we need a little bit more good news on a uh, on a Friday, a news dump Friday, we get a uh, blue screen tweet from the NCAA. We are concerned that some activity in the name, image, and likeness space may not only be violating NCAA recruiting rules, particularly those prohibiting booster involvement, but also may be impacting the student-athlete experience in some ways. <laughs> and the Division One Board of Directors has directed the Division One Council to oh, review the impact of NIL on student-athletes. Could you imagine? I mean, they, they asked some... You know, subordinate to write that, right? That wasn't uh, the four people that work for the NCAA that have seven-figure salaries, by the way. It wasn't one of those people. It was a lower-level staffer. Do you think they wrote that sentence with a straight face? That kids getting paid is ruining their experience? I mean, (laughs) remember when you were in college? Could you imagine what it would be like to do everything you did in college with an extra ten grand in your pocket? (laughs) <laughs> ruining their experience. I mean, yeah, them getting paid a bunch if, of money is terrible, I'm sure. If you polled every single student athlete in college that received money through NIL this year, how many of them do you think would say, you know, I really wish it was the old way and I didn't get the extra money? <laughs> I really hate having this cash. I mean, I t- took my girlfriend for a really nice dinner that was paid for by the restaurant. That sucked. The steak was slightly overcooked, and, and you know, I just I, I wish we had that back. It ruined it for me. I know. You see these sweet retro threes that I got on the day they were released? You my know, brother just had some ramen. In knowing what we know about a lot of college athletes, the more likely thing is I got to send a bunch of money home to my mom. Also a possibility. She got to pay off her car note. She got to get herself some new clothes. She got to paint the house, which she's been wanting to do for years but couldn't because she was covering for me. That's where when when I see stuff like this, I'm reminded of the football players I knew when I was in college and where most of them came from. Because if NIL was a thing then, I can tell you where most of their money would have gone. Beer? A lot of them beer. (laughs) <laughs> maybe even a new car or two but a lot of it would have gone home yeah you're right so let's talk about something more fun quick look at the scoreboard southern miss leading four zip over north alabama it's now six two old miss over charleston southern in the top of the fourth inning and let's talk about food what do you say guys how about a food friday food friday each and every week is brought to you by polk's meat you can visit them online at polksmeat.com, and there you can uh, see all the things that Polk's Meat has to offer. We told you about it last week. Don't forget, you've got the uh, the Mardi Gras sausage blend. It's a red beans and rice boudin that is available in select Sam's Club locations across Mississippi. Some on the coast, some in the Hattiesburg area, some in the uh, Jackson-Madison, Jackson metro area as well. Just look for them in the meat department. But beyond that, not not just this time, while you've got the um, the red beans and rice boudin sausage. I don't know if it's technically boudin, but it has a very boudin look, feel, and taste to it. Same same type construction. Boudin-esque, if you will. It is boudin-esque. Mardi Gras boudin-esque. It's got the Mardi Gras packaging and the whole deal. 
But look, we had a Super Bowl party last week, and I did chickens and some other stuff. But you know what was eaten up fastest? It was that sausage and cheese plate I made with Polk's Cajun sausage. I did four big sausage links and sliced them up, and we had some uh, some mild cheddar on there, and some little uh, what are the little the little sweet pickles, the ones that are about the size of about half the size of your finger. The gherkins, the gherkins, had those out on the uh, on the board. Oh, that was so good, so much fun, They're easy to cook. If you've not tried Polk's sausage, do yourself a favor. Remember that picky people pick Polk's. And grab yourself, whichever you like, whether it's the, the garlic and green onion or the original or the uh, the Cajun, whatever it is that you like, be sure to try it out. So, with that said, what are we cooking this weekend, boys? I mean, I got baseball all weekend. I guess I'm not, I guess I'm going to be eating more than cooking. I'm going to have to go find out what's on the menu out of some spots in the left field lounge, the, the tortilla grill and uh, a few other places and see... Uh, if anybody's willing to hook a friend up. Surely somebody will serve you a heaping helping of something good. I, I hope so. You know, I've, I've tried to be a good man, and, you know, we'll go from there. All right, Borky, we're 0 for 1. I, well, see, I'm going to crowdsource it again like you usually do. I, I don't have plans to cook, and I would like to, but I would like to do something I've never done. I want to... Tr- I want to... Extend an olive branch out into the cooking world that I have yet to do. I've got a smoker, I've got a gas grill, and of course a stove and, and whatnot inside. So whatever's needed to be done can be done. You know, got a cast iron skillet, all that. I got I got everything I need to cook whatever you would suggest. But I want to do something I've never done. And that's getting kind of hard because I've done a lot of cooking in my life and experimenting. But... Something unconventional that you think that I probably haven't done yet is where I want to go. Done turkey? Done turkey. Big turkey breast? I don't know. Done that. Um, Not done a turducken. Rest in peace, John Madden. That's a that's a that's a big ask. It's a uh, what about yeah. a whole hog? Don't have the space for a whole hog. And and I could you know, I watched this barbecue show on Netflix where they they told the people to build a pit out of cinder blocks and stuff. That was fun to watch. I could do that, I suppose, but don't don't have the space for a whole hog. Lamb, done lamb. Okay. Ooh, you, you can do some some lamb lollipops. Yeah. Oh, by yeah. the way, you know what I did last week that was a little bit different. I mean, this is not like unique. I just was I had two grills going, and so I thought, <laughs> you know what? Why not? <laughs> what? Guy said to barbecue a raccoon. Barbecue a coon if you can find one. Jeez. <laughs> no. Um. So I had I had my big grill going for the chickens, and then I had the green egg going on the side. That's where I was cooking the sausage and a couple of other things. And I thought I got to brown this this venison sausage that's going in the uh, in the rotel. So I had already thawed it and put it in the cast iron skillet. I just brought the cast iron skillet out and set it right on the rack on the green egg and cooked it there. And oh yeah, oh it was so good. Oh, I mean, you, you didn't just get the cast iron skillet effect. You got the smoke effect on the sausage as well. I hate so to take good. money out of Polk's pocket, but have you ever made your own sausage? No. I have not, and I don't have one now of you, those things to, to do it with, though. I said I have everything. I, I, don't, mean like, I don't mean like a restaurant, everything. Yeah, I'm I mean, just, like I mean I'm, I'm just trying person. to throw some ideas out here to you. What about, you know, 
Rabbit. Never done rabbit. Can I get it? You could probably get one. Isn't there like a Whole Foods or something in Jackson? They probably have a rabbit. I'm a fresh market guy myself. I like the way it smells better. Well, Somebody suggest smoked gator. Ooh, I know a, a place gator? where I can get that, too. If it's in season, anyway. Malcolm's got a good video for, for gator. I need to do that. That that's the If I can find it, that's the one. And, and I'll follow Malcolm, because why would you not? It's yeah. been... Um, ooh, I can't wait for you to report back on that. I got to be able to find it though. I know I know a place that does carry it. I, I just I have no idea about the seasons. It could be completely out of season or in it. I don't know. I know I it saw one a few a weeks ago I... on the reservoir, and I thought that they were still burrowed, but that buddy was not burrowed, and he was Oof. big. Okay. That warmed up a little bit. Maybe maybe some quail or Cornish hens, little birds. Never done Cornish game hen. I would like to. That's a good choice. They cook good. I think I may be going back to the basics at some point this weekend. It's been a while since I've just put hamburgers on the grill. And my kids, they're like, just gobble them up. Just plain old good hamburgers. Um, I usually get the, the Wagyu burgers that they've got at LB's. Uh, they're, they're pre-made and you know, great season to them. And little Lowry's, little Worcestershire on the grill, off the grill. Do some tater tots and some French fries. I, that may be boring, but sometimes just good burgers on the grill is just <laughs> nothing kind boring. Of the way if, to go. If that's what your kids want to eat, you know, that's what your family's asking for. That's your job, dude. And you'll be watching baseball this weekend. What's more American than that? Baseball, beer, burger. That is literally the United States ba- of America. Baseball is going to kill my my cooking time these next couple weeks. I got to wait till state goes out of town. Jason says, can you find Rabbit? Go buy a pellet gun, drive about eight minutes up to Trace, and take your pick, you pansy. <laughs> true, that's a true story. There you go. There you go. So we'll go hamburgers and Polk's Cajun sausage. That is the menu. That may be the Saturday night meal. That sounds like a good Saturday night at the Cross Hacienda. Food Fridays brought to you by Polk's Meat. Visit them online at polksmeat.com. And remember to ask your meat department manager, if they don't have it, to please get Polk's. No buts about it, folks. Picky people pick Polk's. In a world full of noise. Finding information that matters to you can be overwhelming. That's why Super Talk is here. Here we go. To filter through the noise, to cut through the clutter, to deliver real information and discuss how it affects you. You'll know what's important and why it matters when you listen to Super Talk Mississippi. Fox on Tech. The owner of a self-driving truck business hopes his company can help ease the country's truck driver shortage. The company Gaddick doesn't directly deliver to customers' homes. Instead, it uses driverless trucks to deliver groceries and other items from distribution centers to retail locations. The CEO, Gautam Narung, says the company already has a program with Walmart. So uh, what we're doing in Arkansas with Walmart is operating two of our autonomous box trucks on a 7.1 mile long route um, in a repeated and daily fashion. So what we what we do is uh, move these online grocery orders from one of Walmart's dark store, which is their micro fulfillment center, and move these orders to uh, a nearby retail location 
where Walmart's end consumer can go and do a curbside pickup. The company operates a fleet of about 25 autonomous trucks. They also have a pilot program with Walmart's in Louisiana. With Fox on Tech, I'm John Saucier, Fox News. Who doesn't love a good laugh and free car advice? Well, it depends on the advice. Tune into Under the Hood and you can have both. I'm Russ, along with Shannon and Chris, your hosts for two of the best hours you'll spend this week. We've been the Motor Medics since 1990, and we'll tackle any question you can throw at us. You don't have to be a car person to love Under the Hood. We've got something for everyone right here every week. Under the Hood, Saturdays from 3 to 5 p.m., right here on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. I'm Chad Pergram with the Speaker's Lobby. There's a room in the U.S. Capitol now named after the first black member of the House of Representatives. The House dedicated the room after Congressman Joseph Rainey, a Republican congressman from South Carolina, first elected in 1870 to succeed a lawmaker who resigned. Rainey was born into slavery. His father was a barber and purchased his freedom. He served four terms in Congress, and his first major speech came in 1871 in favor of the Ku Klux Klan Act. It was a bill to expand federal law enforcement powers in the South. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, Majority Whip Jim Clyburn, and Minority Whip Steve Scalise took part in the ceremony. The rainy room on the first floor of the Capitol now bears a portrait of the congressman and a plaque. The House Committee on Indian Affairs used the room in Rainey's time, a panel in which he served. The room is now used by Scalise's staff. He didn't just come up here to hold the title, said Scalise. He came up here to make a difference. Rainey was the second African-American member of Congress. The first black member overall was Senator Hiram Revels of Mississippi. With the Speaker's Lobby, Chad Pergram, Fox News. I'm J.T. Mitchell, and this is Super Talk Mississippi News. On Friday afternoon, Hines County Election Commissioner Tony Johnson was arrested on multiple charges. Alyssa Arbuckle has more on the story. Agents from the Mississippi State Auditor's Office arrested Johnson on charges of fraud, embezzlement, and accepting a bribe. They also arrested Clinton resident Cedric Cornelius for his role in the alleged scheme. Johnson awarded multiple contracts to Cornelius's now-dissolved company in order to perform cleaning services, COVID-19 testing, and voting machine audits for the Hines County Election Commission. She also used her position on the commission to purchase two 85-inch televisions. According to the state auditor Shad White, the contracts were cover-ups and the duo collectively owes around $250,000 back to the taxpayers of Hines County. And the Mississippi State Department of Health has reported 1,190 new cases of COVID-19. Since the onset of the pandemic, 11,836 Mississippians have passed away from the virus. To view the full MSDH report, go to supertalk.fm. Want to infuse new flavor into your favorite recipes? Try Polk's Smoked Sausages or delicious ham steaks. Add Polk's Garlic and Green Onion Sausage in your spaghetti. It adds just the right amount of spicy flavor. Polk's Cajun Sausage is a family pleaser in your famous red beans and rice. Your Bayou friends' jambalaya is even better when you mix it with Polk's Ham and Sausage. And for Grandma's old-time chili recipe, kick it up with Polk's Original Beef or Pork Sausages. There's no buts about it, folks. Picky people pick Polk's. Before the action begins, make sure your bets are in. Every hit. This ball is crushed. Every point. Who they give it to? Sportsbook at Golden Moon Casino revolutionizes the fan experience. On your phone, casino kiosk, at the timeout lounge. Don't just be a fan, be a player, be a winner. Get to Sportsbook at Golden Moon Casino. We're not just fans, we're here to play. 
You know that nowadays, most people go online to look at a business before they spend their money. A lot of businesses are losing opportunities to get new customers if they're not online. With the power of Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital, you can reach potential customers and get more referral and repeat business. The highly trained and trusted team at Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital is ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. Sports Talk Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi. Your new home for exclusive sports coverage here in the Magnolia State. How do you like that? I love it. On Super Talk Mississippi. So if you were one of the folks planning on going to the hump tonight, Humphrey Coliseum for Mississippi State and Missouri, and you haven't heard... One of the few dozen. A little bit later, start time. Um, Missouri was delayed in their travel today. I I, I don't know if it was weather-related or a mechanical issue or what. They Um, they said travel-related, and that's all they gave us. So an 8.30 start time, Missouri was originally scheduled to leave Columbia at 5.30 last night. But the team arrived in Starkville about an hour or two ago. And so first pitch will now be 8.30. Sorry, first pitch. Oh, baseball mind today. Uh, Tip-off will now be at 8.30 at Humphrey Coliseum tonight. Hey, Dad, you're going to have a late night at the at the roundhouse. I'll have a late night in my recliner watching that game. Let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was already waffling on whether I really wanted to go to that or not. Now, they made my decision for me. I'm not I'm not doing MSU basketball till 11 o'clock at night. I feel like you should be waffling on whether or not to watch it. Eh, well, I'll watch. the other options? Friday is diners, drive-ins, and dives. Uh, Murderville on Netflix. I lock into that. Have y'all heard of this Murderville? Have you seen this? Jay Leno, have you seen this? Have you heard about this? No. It's a a show with with Will Arnett, and they're homicide detectives. He has a celebrity guest as his partner in each episode, and they are to follow a script, but the partner doesn't know anything at all, doesn't know what's going on, goes into it basically blind and has to improv their way through the murder investigation and pick who did it. It's hysterical. Now, you've got to, it's really cheesy and goofy. You've got to get kind of past that to recognize that you've got like Conan O'Brien, for example, fully improving everything he does in this investigation with Arnett. It's hysterical because they know nothing. Uh, he's in it. Um, Ken Jong's in it. Uh, Annie Murphy from uh, S-C-H-I-T-T-S Creek. She's in it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Can't quite say it. uh, Oh, man, you guys got to try it. It, Just know it's cheesy because it's supposed to be. But the celebrity guest 
has no lines, no script, has no idea what's going on. It's totally improv on their end. It's really good. I was told that that it's, uh, Marshawn Lynch was on this show. Marshawn Lynch is on it? Oh, a I really mean, funny episode. It's really good. So let's talk some baseball for a second. Southern Miss up 4-1 over North Alabama. They're in the bottom of the sixth inning. Ole Miss leading 7-2 over Charleston Southern. Bottom of the fourth inning. That game's not going to get played in two hours and 22 minutes. That is what happened in uh, in Starkville today. Can we discuss Mississippi State, Long Beach State in a very mature way without there being any overreaction, but still ask an important question? I don't know. Mississippi State got one hit. They faced a good pitcher today. That's all they got. Never mind. I can't. I can't do that line. Do what? I can't do that line on the air. Oh, sorry. Um, does that concern you that they got one hit? I mean, it has to a little bit, right? You have to, to worry about that. Now, granted, the uh, the Long Beach pitching staff today was very, very good. Uh, they, 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 they forced State into a lot of swing and miss. State's approach to the plate was not great today. But it is just one game, you know, and there everybody has a bad game. Now, we'll come out tomorrow and see what happens to Mississippi State. Uh, if they can't hit the ball again tomorrow, then that's a little that's a little concerning. But if they come back tomorrow and they put six, seven runs on the board and win the game, then you just sort of write it off as a fluke. You know, I, I have to almost have to see another game before I, I would before I want to react sure. at all almost. Well, and you might need to see a month worth of games before yeah. you can react at all. But that said today. They, they were not good at the plate. I mean, the, their approach was bad. They chased a lot of pitches. and it, it was a combination of Long Beach pitched well and State was not good at the plate. And those two things combined, that's how you get one hit. One hit today belonged to Hunter Hines. He tried to turn a single into a double and was out by the distance from Matheson to Starkville, roughly. Um, I have no idea what he saw, if he thought he was being waved, if he thought he was faster. Whatever. It didn't didn't work out. So that was the only hit, and it was a base runner that was immediately erased. Yeah. As a team, nine strikeouts, that's not a terrible number. I mean, you'd Mm -hmm. rather it be around six or seven probably, but nine's not a crazy number. 17 for Long Beach. Yeah. Two walks, so a couple of free passes. Landon Sims, we talked about it. He He was spectacular. He takes the loss in the game, but seven innings, five hits, gave up the one home run and a couple of doubles. One of those two doubles was a bloop double. I mean, it was like left-handed hitter hits a flare shot that hangs in the air forever down the left field line, and he just never checked up running. Yeah. And then the other one, uh, I don't even know if I remember it. Maybe it was in the eighth. It was, it was a ground ball that got through the shortstop. Okay. Parker Stinnett. Inning of work. Two hits, two earned runs, one walk, one strikeout, one wild pitch, and a hit batter. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like the exact Parker Stinnett you had last year. Yeah, it didn't look like anything changed up for him beside his haircut. Yeah. Not, not you know, obviously they, they wanted to let him have the uh, the late inning there and just sort of see what he could do. And he, he just, like you said, he just didn't give them, didn't show the command you would hope he would show. Unlike the guy who pitched the ninth inning, Stone Simmons, who was great, struck out the side, looked looked totally in command. That's On the guy that, pitches. yeah, I mean, he looked really, really good. So, you know, obviously the, the the two runs, it's sort of hard to believe it. The two runs were kind of meaningless because State would have lost even if they had only won nothing. 
But Stinnett is a guy State would like to rely on a little bit more this year, so he needs to get those control problems sorted out. Um, Ole Miss leading 8-2 to two in their game over Charleston Southern. Chatagnier's got a hit. Bench has got two hits. Gonzalez has a hit and has driven in two runs. A couple of hits today for T.J. McCants. He might be a really important piece on this Ole Miss team. Yeah, because he really fell off at the end of last year. Uh, really struggled at the plate, and then you know his transition from playing infield his entire life to center field as a true freshman in the SEC, you know, wasn't perfect and has to play has to field his position better. Now they moved him over to right, which I'm sure will help some. But uh, very important piece, very talented player, but. That, I thought, was glaring at the end of last year. Really uh, had some frustrated at-bats that either bled into the field or poor play in the field bled into his at-bats and really struggled at the end of last year. What was it? Like the last two weeks of the regular season, the SEC tournament, and then the regional, and then he actually swung it okay in the Super Regional out in Arizona. Yeah. Um, But has kind of grown some throughout the course of the offseason. It looks a little bit thicker than he did. And Mike Bianco told us what when we talked last week that Justin Bench was either going to play third base or shortstop on opening day. I'm sorry, third base or center field on opening day. And then in game two would probably flip. So maybe Burford um, doesn't play tomorrow. And Bench goes to third base and perhaps McCants goes to center field. And then you maybe put Kemp Alderman in right field and have somebody else in the DH. Or maybe you have Hayden Leatherwood out in right field. There's some options there, and I think they're going to kind of tinker around with that a, a, a fair amount throughout the uh, the course of the season. So we'll see. But you're going to see Kevin Graham in left field every day. You're going to see Gonzalez at short every day and Chatagnier at second every day. And unless something weird happens, Tim Elko is going to be your first baseman. Yeah, you think about Ole Miss. First base was a hole last year. Cale Baker was okay defensively, but he couldn't hit at all. But you had Elko playing at third because you were, you know, you just had to move pieces around. And so, we'll, yeah, we'll see where it all goes. One game in, little, little, little early to be making judgments. One weekend in will be early to be making judgments. Sure is fun though, isn't it? A few weeks in would is probably yeah. unfair, but when you get to week three, you start getting a feel of what's happening. Yeah. You're like, okay, this team is the team's fine, or the team is. It's not going to be as good as we thought. So, but game one, yeah. All right, uh, SEC scores: Oklahoma three zip over Auburn. That was in Arlington, Texas, at the College Baseball Showdown. Georgia beat Albany four to two. Long Beach State three zip over Mississippi State. Alabama walks it off with a home run five to four over Xavier. Bottom of the eighth inning, Illinois State leading three to two over Arkansas. Kentucky and Jacksonville tied at eight. Bottom seven, Jacksonville State. South Carolina leading 9-3 over UNC Greensboro. That is in the bottom of the eighth. Tennessee shuts out Georgia Southern 9-0. Vanderbilt has taken a two-zip lead over Oklahoma State, bottom of the third. They are scoreless in the first in Gainesville between Liberty and Florida. Ole Miss leading 7-2 over Charleston Southern in the fifth. Just underway in Nichols with Missouri and Nichols, Maine and LSU at 6-30. Same thing for Fordham and Texas A&M.
feeling down? Here's your prescription for a daily dose of good news and positive vibes. Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Every afternoon, Rebecca highlights all the good things happening right here in the state you call home. Daily exposure to good things with Rebecca Turner may cause smiling, feelings of positivity, happiness, and even laughter. When you experience these symptoms, tell your friends to listen. Okay. Weekdays starting at 2 p.m. here on Super Talk Mississippi and now on Amazon Alexa devices. This is House Call for Health. February is National Teen Dating Violence Awareness and Prevention Month, an effort to make sure teens can have productive lives without violence or fear. Teen dating violence comes in different forms, physical assault, stalking, emotional abuse, harassment, or controlling behavior, among others. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention says more than 8% of high school students in the U.S. have reported physical or sexual dating violence over a span of one year. Survivors experience depression, a risk of suicide, substance abuse, eating disorders, and other struggles, as well as an increased risk of being victimized again as an adult. President Biden releasing a proclamation for the month saying his administration is committed to supporting programs proven to help preteens and teens develop safe and healthy relationships. Information on the programs can be found at vetoviolence.cdc.gov. Or for more health news, go to foxnewshealth.com. House Call for Health. I'm Lisa Brady, Fox News. Hi, I'm Billy Kinder, host of Big Billy Kinder Outdoors. Here, the show Saturdays at 1, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Turkeys, whitetail, Grenada Lake crappie, or Gulfport redfish. We enjoy it all, especially when you're in camp with us on Super Talk Mississippi. Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Weekdays starting at 2 p.m. here on Super Talk Mississippi. And now on Amazon Alexa Devices. The Dean's List with Janice Dean. A man from Wyoming being hailed as a neighborhood hero makes today's Dean's List. A mom and her kids were asleep in their Jamestown house when a fire erupted in their home. Ryan Passberg was running late for work when he smelled smoke and saw flames coming from their bedroom window. He decided to pull into the driveway where he saw a young girl and two boys leaving. The children told him their mom and four-year-old brother were still inside. Through thick smoke, Ryan crawled on his hands and knees until he found a small child grabbed him and brought him outside. He put the kids in the truck to keep them warm and then found their mom inside, badly burned and struggling to breathe. After bringing her outside, he performed CPR until she suddenly gasped for air. The sheriff of the town says he has never seen such an incredible display of bravery from a stranger. Not only that, but Ryan then bought clothes and necessities for the family while they stay at their grandmother's house. Ryan Passport, you are an incredible hero. Janice Dean, Fox News. Hey, sports fans, MDOT wants to ensure you get to your game day destination safely. So before you hit the road to watch your favorite team, be sure to download the MDOT Traffic app. The MDOT Traffic app is free for both Apple and Android devices. And remember to drive smart on the way to the game. That means buckling up, obeying the speed limit, and avoiding distracted driving, especially when traveling through work zones. For more info, follow at Mississippi DOT on Facebook and Twitter. This is baseball player and fellow Mississippian, Jake Mangum. There are a lot of reasons to be proud of my home state. Mississippi State baseball is one of the reasons, and Mississippi Farm Bureau insurance is another. The dedicated team at Farm Bureau works hard to give me and the rest of their customers the best service possible. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau insurance. Go with the home team. 
voice of America's music. This is Super Talk Mississippi, streaming live 24-7 at supertalk.fm. Okay. Let's go. To the junction, in the grove, and to the top. Sports Talk Mississippi on Super Talk Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi, one last time with you on this Friday afternoon. Show brought to you in part by M-Trade Park. They kicked off their spring season a couple of weeks ago. Played some baseball in the snow last weekend, but it is off and rolling. Don't forget, if uh, if you've got a soccer team, the April ambush is just around the corner. That's April 2nd. Big soccer tournament at M-Trade Park. Registration filling up fast, so don't miss your chance to play on the best soccer fields in the state. Plus, the entire spring tournament lineup, as well as other information about all the events happening at M-Trade Park, can be found online at mtradepark.com. That's U-Triple-S-A Baseball, Fast Pitch, and Soccer, all happening this spring, mtradepark.com. So... What did we learn this week, boys? This week. Feels like a lot's happened. People that run college football are complete fools. Mm-hmm. Not all. Dave Van Horn is a cranky old man. Mm. You say not all, and you're right. You're absolutely right. But the governing body of the sport especially. I mean, releasing what they did about NIL today is hysterical. They knew, I mean, we knew for years, many, many, many years, that it's coming, local governments are going to get fed up with it, and they're going to do it themselves. We've been saying that for years here. What is it, four people? It's at least four people in that organization make seven-figure salaries. They just watch it happen, let it happen, do nothing about it, and they're like, oh, you guys are breaking our rules. It's your fault. NIL is their fault. Completely their fault. With just a little bit of forethought, with pulling your head out of the sand, with recognizing that the dynamic was changing, at the NCAA level, all of this could have been avoided. But they instead chose to spend like $30 million defending lawsuits and getting Beep slapped by the Supreme Court. Beep was in lieu of another word, which I'm sure you figured out. That's what they did, though. And so here we are, and now now the NCAA Board of Governors is going to ask the D1 Council one bureaucratic group, going to ask another bureaucratic group that is part of the same organization to, uh, could you explore this a little bit? Could you dig in a little bit? We're not sure all of our rules are being followed. Keep an eye on this. We live in a world where incompetence and ignorance is rewarded far too often. Great place, huh? In every aspect of life. Yeah. Yeah. See see the government for for future references. Yeah. All right, so we got baseball this weekend. First pitch tomorrow in Starkville is what time? Two. Two o'clock. 
All right, 2 o'clock tomorrow in Starkville. One thirty, and then what about Sunday? Earlier start on Sunday? Or do you remember? 1 o'clock, 1 o'clock. Okay, 2 on Saturday, right. 1 on Sunday. I'm reading what this idiot tweeted at Borky. I'm sorry, I got, I got caught up in that for a second. Ole Miss and uh, Charleston Southern, both at um, both games at one thirty, and Southern Miss. Let's see if I can get the start time before we wrap it up. Southern Miss leading in their game. I'll just give you a score instead. How about that? Top of the seventh, four to one. Ben Etheridge's day is done. Six innings, four hits, one unearned run, six strikeouts, no walks. 79 pitches, 49 strikes. The pitch count got up a little bit to not give up any walks, but uh, only the four hits are loud. So uh, good start on the mound. Uh, Christopher Sargent having a good day. Montenegro, Gabe Montenegro, two for four for Southern Miss. Dustin Dickerson's got a hit. Danny Lynch has got a hit. Christopher Sargent, two for two. With two runs batted in, and Reese Ewing has a hit in the game as well and is driven in a run. Uh, Ole Miss and Charleston Southern now in the bottom of the fifth inning. Ole Miss batting, leading 8-2 to two with a runner on first and two out. And uh, more baseball coming up. And by the way, if you want to watch college baseball, the ESPN app is your friend, right? I mean, that's where all the games are available. Yes. SEC Network Plus, ESPN Plus. Pop it up on your phone, on your iPad, stream it to your TV, whatever you uh, whatever you want, you can uh, you can do that. Uh, so your options tonight, you can watch. I don't know how long this Ole Miss Charleston Southern game is going to last. Maybe a while. Top ten matchup with Vanderbilt and uh, Oklahoma State. Got LSU if you want to watch them at the box tonight with a new head coach, or uh, Texas A and M if you want to see somebody blow bubbles and yell ball five, ball six, ball eight. Got a smile for Borky with a cult reference as we wrap things up. Thanks for being with us. Fun week. We will uh, we'll run it back on uh, on a a food Monday. We'll recap the weekend with our friends from Polks when we come back on Monday. Recap the entire baseball weekend. We've got uh, baseball coaches who will join us on Monday to recap the weekend as well. Thanks for being with us for Michael Borky and Brian Haydad. I'm Richard Cross in the Pearl River Resort Studios. Have a great weekend. Running a business is tough. If you're struggling with HR benefits and payroll, you're not alone. Many businesses just don't have the resources to keep up. That's where MWG Employer Services comes in. We provide a full range of employer services with everything from payroll to benefits to HR services and compliance and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. We're a Mississippi-based company that can help you focus on what you do best, growing your business. Call MWG Employer Services today at 601-206-7966 or go to MWG Employer Services A Super Talk Mississippi media production.